The following content isn't even counting 2021 as a new year until April. We're hiring it on a 90-day trial run just in case it's on that bullshit. We'll see. You got you to gotta work for that insurance. Start the show. Yeah, man, you know, we got we to gotta see. It's a wait and, everything's a wait and see now. March 2020 has been the longest month ever. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to jump. It's, it's going to be like the 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 blip <laughs> in Infinity War. We're just going to snap and we're just going to jump ahead you know from March saying? 2020 to April 2021. We're just waiting on them to snap us back <laughs> and nothing quite be the same. Man. Nobody's worried about that with Spider-Man. Nobody's wondering, like Spider Man's not. Well, nobody's wondering where Spider Man's been for five. Where Peter Parker's been for five years? No, no. Like, 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 shouldn't Ned have graduated? <laughs> Ned said, "I'm a wait." <laughs> Niggas plus information plus alcohol equals opinions. While black, your black ass cheat sheet for the week in foolishness and fuckery. I am your boy Oz, and I'm just. You know what? I'm D Randall. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm just I'm just gonna have to accept it. That's that's who I am. That, that you know, and that's a great self discovery is, is a great way to end. Yeah, this batshit crazy year. Um, in case you have not realized it yet, this is episode one twenty. Yeah, the final episode of twenty twenty. We did it on a nice round number for Ooh, you, man. Uh, how was your week, man? Let's see. I haven't left the house in four days. It, it's, it's, it's been cool. It's been cool. Uh, as you can see, I've, well, not the people at home, but right. as you can physically see here, I've been working on uh, redoing the studio. He is remodeling. He is remodeling in here. I'm about 98% done. Um, I've spent the entirety of the year in this room. So I, I figured it would be a good time to change up the look. There you go. There you so, go. You know, try to try come to, up a little bit. I like it. I like bit. it. Uh, that's that's really been it, man. I just I've just been here because there's nowhere to go, or there's places to go. You just we nobody rationally wants to be there. You know what? The rational people don't want to be there. I forgot to bring something. Oh shit. Okay, gentlemen, uh, Randall has just run out of the room. Um, I literally ran out of the room. I don't know what, I don't, I'm not even sure what the fuck just happened just now. Um, but it is episode 120. It is the last episode. Oh, he brought shots. Yeah. There we go. He, he came back with jello shots. Yeah. You know Why? Bad decisions begin with shots. Um, how appropriate because not only is this the last. Oh, he's going straight mm-hmm. forward. Not only is this the last episode of the year, as dedicated listeners know. Shout out to our new listeners. Mm-hmm. Shout out to our new listeners. Thank you for thank you for coming. You could have listened been listening to anybody, but you decided to listen to us. And God help you. 
uh, Randall <sighs> just hit his shot. I'm about to hit my shot. It's not just the last episode of the year. It's also the third annual. The third, third annual, annual. Yeah. 2020 STFU Awards. Uh-oh. Oh, man. Start placing your bets now. Start placing your bets. A lot of people got to shut the fuck up. Ooh, there is a... Let me go ahead and hit this shot. There's a layer of liquor on top of this shot. <laughs> oh, my God. Man, whoever does these... Whoever, Shout out to one, the co-worker. Whichever one of your co-worker does these, does them right. My God. That is a that is a shot for your ass. Bad decisions begin with shots. Yes, they do. Oh man, that is going to be a shirt. I'm going straight into my ginger lemon turmeric water now. <laughs> um, oh wow. Uh, I guess I guess we have to start off. Um. <clears throat> With flowers, giving out flowers. Mm-hmm. I, I had to give my bearings after that shot. <laughs> giving out flowers. Flowers for the year. Yeah. Um, Randall, who do you want to give flowers out to for 2020? I And this is genuine. I, I want to give flowers out to everyone who has toughed it out this year. Um, oh, man. The people doing what they were supposed to do? Yeah. And in a year where, you know, we've, we've come face to face with something that we've that we in our lifetimes have never had to deal with. And at many times it was, it's been uncomfortable. Oh my God. That second shot was all liquor. Yeah. That blue one is all, I don't know what that is. Absinthe or something. Yeah. Ooh, that's what it is. Um, and, and, and I, and I know how difficult it is to, um, there, there's a whole balancing game that we have to play between you know what's what's what do we feel is right for our well-being and how many of our personal liberties are we willing to compromise for that and and i know for a lot of people that's been a struggle this year um we all want to be back outside so to speak Uh, but it really does take discipline to say that this is temporary a long ass temporary yeah and it, it it is possible for you to find other things in your life that and, and this is actually something that I had a conversation with someone about earlier this week. Okay. Um and that yeah, we all you know, we all want to be out there, we all wanna be doing, you know, we want all want our lives to return to normal, so to speak. And and not to sound cliche, because I know some people have been like well, this, you know, in 2020, I thought this was a year I would get everything. And I, I learned this was the year to be happy with what I have or whatever they, whatever that little phrase has been. Right. But I, I, I will honestly say that there has been a lot of self-discovery mm-hmm. uh, this year for myself. Uh, I've finally learned how to slow things down a bit. I feel well-rested. Um, I am able to, I have been focusing on my health more than I have in recent years, which is, which is a good thing. Cause at my age, at my advanced age, mm-hmm. that those are things that I need to really, really hone in on. So I think this year has been a good reset, so to speak. 
it's been a good it's been a good reason for a reset. Right. And I, I'm you know, I'm thankful for that. And I'm I'm thankful for the people around me who have also, you know, honored that. You know, you you're one of them too, you know. Um I do what I can. You know, we we none of us none of us really enjoy being like this. No. Uh and we understand the the, the necessity of it for now. But, you know, shout out to everyone who's continue, continuing to make that, that self-sacrifice, fully understanding that it's not just about you. It's about, for lack of a better term, the greater good. Yeah. It's, it's for humanity. Everyone, you know, we're all in this together. And you're not doing this just for your personal happiness. You're doing this for um, the health and well-being of the greater good. Society. And just imagine... You know what? What New Year's Eve 2021 is going to look like? Oh my God! You know, just think of it that way. I've been saying the whole second half of 2021 is going to be the purge. <laughs> if, if, if 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 hopefully we're in the final stages of this, hopefully. Um, and if that is the case. It's going to be a lot of niggas gearing up to act a fucking fool yeah. in the second half of, excuse me, of 2021. There will be a lot of people who will play into their indulgences, both for, for better or for worse, and they'll feel more free doing so. I, I look forward to, I look forward to all the people who have been, you know, at anti-mask and anti-vax the entire time who make it through this thing without catching anything. Who end up going, ah, I told you, I told you, this shit was all blah, blah, blah. And then watching them get laid the fuck out. Right. Immediately upon doing that. I look um, forward to that. Definitely. Sl- yeah, and, and I think one thing I've missed, which social media has helped with, is um, people being able to slap the shit out of other people. Yeah. Guilt-free, safe, safely. There was a great video that has been making the rounds that I sent you. Mm-hmm. Where the dude slapped the shit out of dude with the tea with the tea can with the can. Oh yeah, that's that's a few people sent that. That's classic. That's and and it's something that I may carry with myself going forward, you know? <laughs> <laughs> depending on where I am at the time. That is a motherfucking move. I, I didn't know you could slap the shit out of somebody with with a can. Effectively, too. Yeah, and it it yeah, and it was perfect. It was I was amazed. And it's, he is gonna rethink every word that came out of his mouth. He won't. Leading up to that. Well, no, we that. all know the word that came out of his mouth <laughs> yeah. that, that started it. Mm-hmm. But he's going to rethink every word that came out of his fucking mouth. As a matter of fact, I think I'm going to find that and I'm going to post it on the uh, the Opinions While Black social medias. Okay. Um, y'all need to see that if you haven't seen it. Um, flowers, I want to give out. I want to give out. I want to give out flowers to two people for 2020. One of them is Megan Pete. Also known as Megan the Stallion. Never knew her last name. Also known as uh, the most beautiful woman on the fucking planet. Um, just because I think for 2020 and for mostly for the the duration of the the outbreak in the U.S. as we know it, Megan the Stallion had something horrible happen to her in the midst of what was a summer come up. Mm-hmm. It was right. It was right during the WAP era. Yeah, had something horrible happen to her. Something that could have been tragic. Something that 
I think it, we would have, from what we've seen of past generations of rap and hip hop, could have really derailed her career. Because yeah. we've seen women of rap, we've seen, men of rap too, but we've seen women of rap be derailed by less. Right. And she took that and she flipped it. And not only did she keep it pushing musically and career-wise, but she flipped that incident into a teachable moment for the culture and for the community and for people to get behind and turn it into, which is, in my mind, as a comic book reader, what superheroes do. Mm. Some tragic shit happens to you, and the def- and how you are defined as a hero or a villain is how you interact with the world going forward. So in her case, she could have been Batman, or she could have been Two-Face. Or she could have been Two-Face, correct. Hmm. I, I was going to say Iron Man or Doctor Doom, because you know Iron, Iron Man had some horrible shit happen to him because of his own avarice and, and his own technology, mm-hmm. and he decided he didn't want that shit to happen <clears throat> to other people. Dr. Doom had that shit happen to him, and because he is incapable of self-reflection and incapable of holding himself accountable for anything, he decided that it's the world's fault and he needs to remake the world. Hmm. Yeah. And Megan chose the other. Um, And she's turned this into something that's, that's a teachable moment, but also something that is still in her lane and still allows her to be in that lane of, you know, turn up, ratchet, have a good time, do what you want to do. True, true. And it has not stopped her at all. And if anything, I think she's gotten bigger off of it. I'm not saying that she's used this as a come up per se, but I think I think going forward and pushing through it has kind of made people look at her differently and has made her a stronger artist for it. Yeah, A, it did not slow her down at all. Not a, even a little. And B, it, it probably made more people sympathetic to her cause than would have been before. Um, seeing how she still persevered and was still shaking that ass. 100%. On, you know, two good knees and two bad feet. You know, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> she, you know what I'm saying? It's not stopped her at all. She was just doing the little crybaby challenge. Yeah. Like, I, for me, that's what superheroes do. And so, salute to you, Megan Thee Stallion. Also, because that was done by a Houston chick. Oh, yeah. The fuck out. Man, that's what I'm talking about. A Houston chick overcame. And I'm always saying, overcome the people who tried to break you, but don't become them. Megan over over fucking came, and she deserves all the flowers for that. The other person I want to give flowers to is Toby Nwigway. Oh, shit. If you have not heard of Texas-raised Toby Nwigway. South side, by the way. South motherfucking side. That's what I'm talking about. Um, Toby Nwigway is uh, quiet as kept, probably one of the dopest rappers out that is not getting as much of the conversation as he should, as he probably should, but motherfuckers know him. Because he just hit a million followers on, on Instagram, which is kind of his bread and butter. Yeah. Um, I I applaud him for representing Houston in a eclectic way. 
I applaud him for representing Houston in a way that is familiar to Houston niggas, but also is is also done in a sound is a packaging that is that is different, that is accessible. Yeah. Like you get the gist of Toby in a in, in an Instagram video. You can you can you can pick him up at any point and you you know what he's about. And you know the lyrics. Yep. The lyrics are not hard to follow. They're right there at the bottom of the screen. <laughs> and it is really a family thing. Yeah. And if y'all if y'all want to see what a real Houston digger is like, that's all day. That's that's some Houston shit. All, all day. day. All day. Already. Bought his sister brother i don't know if, i don't know if they i don't know if they how they identify yeah, they just his his, his his sibling yeah bought his sibling a truck a swanger hey man <laughs> hey man bought, y'all gonna know bought his sister a swanger that's some houston shit swanging big baby <laughs> But I, I I appreciate the way the the music is packaged. I appreciate the way that he does not turn his back on his roots, and I appreciate that it's all kind of done in family in house. Mm-hmm. All his little Q and As, he has his kid mm-hmm. with him. Yep, and his kid acting the fucking fool, taking his taking 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 his shirt off, all that shit. Yeah, and I just I love that it's so it's so genuine, but at the same time, he's also giving you a a show and he's giving you visuals that are uh distinctive and incredible yeah so flowers to toby in the wig way houston baby we did it we did it man we here and of course yeah you know houston houston been doing it but houston's definitely doing it lately because lizzo was out there too oh yeah and honestly i'm at the point where lizzo lizzo should have always been and now in retrospect lizzo should have always been telling y'all to suck a dick hmm Y'all y'all railed on her because she, y'all railed on her in, with the fat shaming. She got in the gym, started doing the smoothie cleanses and shit to stay in shape. She always been, I don't, I don't say to get in shape, to stay in shape. Ain't nobody up there dancing for an hour and they out of shape. To stay in shape and started looking into her health and all that kind of shit, doing some smoothie cleanses and shit. And y'all still railing on her. She should have just been telling y'all to suck a dick from day one. Yeah. So yeah, salute her too. Um, and now for humans ain't shit. What is your biggest humans ain't shit moment of 2020? <laughs> wow. Um, so many. I ask you first because you've been out in the world more than me. Uh, yeah. And, and see, my my thing is, I, I think for me the biggest humans ain't shit thing, and, and and this is a very large. I think this is a very large concept. Sure. Is the absence of empathy that that people have exhibited throughout the year and and for a number of things agree whether it's for covid and the impact of covid um and and i'll start there so in, in terms of empathy um again people not understanding that just because something doesn't affect you in the same way that it affects other people um it's to me it's an insult to completely rail against something just because it doesn't affect you in the way that it affects other people. Okay, so, you know, 
maybe you're less likely to actually catch COVID and exhibit the symptoms of COVID. That's fine. That's good for you. But there are people out there who will be adversely affected by it. Have some sympathy for that or, or empathize Correct. with that. Because um, you'd hate to be the one to transmit to somebody that could totally die of this in a day. Correct. And there have been there have been there have been stories of families in which you know the the children of the family have you know passed it on to their parents and the parents have passed away and it it it, it sucks. So just because it doesn't affect you in that way, doesn't mean that it's not affecting other people and they're not going through it. And it doesn't mean that your your contribution one way or the other is not profound. Correct. And you know another side effect of this of the entire pandemic is what it's done to people economically. Um, I, I have said firmly that I'm very fortunate and very grateful that I've been able to, you know, stay employed this year. Correct. And, and work in an environment that's comfortable and, and safe for me. A lot of people have not had that. And I, I have friends who. Um, you know, I'm one of them. Right. You know, one of some people um, were not able to keep jobs during this time. There are people who had to work in conditions where they fear for their health every single day. And are not being compensated appropriately for it. Correct. And so for all the back and forth that people have about, you know, protesting for or against the economy or whatever the, the stake is, remember that there are very real people who are affected by this and who will either starve or not, and or not have, you know, a roof over their head because of it. So have a little, have a little, have some empathy for mm -hmm. that. Um, and then on the social justice front, um, this was obviously a very big year for, um, I, I guess, social justice visibility. Um, a year of huge protests with George Floyd and, and Breonna Taylor. Correct. And for <laughs> for people who felt slighted or offended or threatened by um, the level of discourse that, that took place this year over civil rights like understand mm -hmm. that this shit has been building up right and yes the the pandemic provides the perfect backdrop to to heighten that frustration and understand that if you are if you feel offended by the fact that the words black lives matter became as prevalent as it did this year right understand why people are saying that um I remember I didn't actively participate in this discussion because I try not to do shit like this. And this happened at work um, when someone was trying to say something to the effect of, well, you know, if the Black Lives Matter movement actually started by saying all lives matter, that would have been a more acceptable um, platform for them to build on. And the person that was debating them, and I, I, who I happen to agree with, said, no, it doesn't have the same impact. Right. Yeah, that saying all lives matter as the first, you know, as the first, you know. Correct. Discourse. Okay, sure, it, 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 it's correct. But it doesn't give you the same reaction. And it doesn't. And it's, it's, it's about the reaction. You, if, you, if you look somebody in the eye and you say, black lives matter. And that person, that person is forced to either agree or disagree with you exactly and if they disagree with you then you immediately know what the fuck they're about see they can they can skedaddle they can they can slide out of all lives matter they go yeah you know you're right but when you tell somebody black lives matter 
that's a hard line to drive you in the same vibes. So for people who felt uncomfortable by that, again, have empathy and, and, and show and, and, and understand that there's a reason why people have to go to those through those measures in order to just get heard. Now, did everything that happened over this summer solve everything? Are we walking hand in hand singing Kumbaya? Absolutely not. Not at all. But it, 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 it did, for at least for a moment, it created a new conversation that for now cannot be swept back under the rug. Exactly. If you, if you are with the NBA, then now the NBA has put their name on the line and, and they've empowered the players to take charge of that and they cannot put that back in the bag now. It has definitely looked the problem in the eye in a way that um, tells you something about some the person if they turn away. Yeah. So, you know, my humans ain't shit. Just, again, in summary, revolves around the concept of empathy. People who are not empathetic to what other people are going through just because you are not impacted in the same way that they are. Um, my humans ain't shit is kind of related. Um, I, I really felt like in this pandemic, we would see more of a conversation around the the house of cards we live in uh, economically. The house of cards that capitalism in America is built on. And that I kind of felt like we were, we were about to see a epiphany come to place in the community, especially in, as a teachable moment, that these things that we, that we hold on to so tightly are not holding on to us the same way and they don't depend on us the way we depend upon them. Right. And when they do depend upon us, it's what it it's in a way that it's going to be there whether or not we succeed or fail. Yeah. And I I I thought people were starting to reevaluate um the collapsibility of our society <laughs> and how we and and how we take things like capitalism and we internalize them in a way that how we serve capitalism starts to define us. Yeah. And I'm guilty of it too because I was heartbroken when I had to leave when, when I had to leave my job. I was heartbroken when I had to leave that store. Um I you know, fortunately I made a good decision and took the money and got out. But I was heartbroken when that was a, a, an end of a chapter of my life. Yeah. And I thought, I was looking around and it seemed like people were finally coming to the conclusion, man, fuck these jobs, bro. I mean, we need them, we need them to get by and to make money and do what we want to do. But how are we internalizing them? Yeah. I thought we were reevaluating that. But no. We're still arguing about $200 dates <laughs> and nigga, you cheap because you spend X amount at brunch and I would never date it. I would never date somebody that makes X amount of money. Shit that don't fucking matter. My parents have never made a terrible whole lot of money. They've been getting it right for 37 years. And counting. Yeah. 
And maybe I live in a different time. Maybe I'm Captain America still in the still in the ice cube. <laughs> but that makes sense to me. Yeah. What doesn't make sense to me is when your is when your kid asks you, Daddy, what attracted you to mommy? Or mommy, what attracted you to daddy? And all you can say for yourself is, nigga had a nice job. He spent over $200 on dinner. He spent $200 on a fucking date. <laughs> what the f- That doesn't make any goddamn sense to me. And just the way we look at each other and the way we allow ourselves. And I'm not, I'm not stupid. I understand that we, we need this. We have, to, we have to play into this system for what it is until we can do something better. It's the system we got, so it's the system we got to work with. But having you can have whatever standards you want. And I've said this before on this podcast. I swear it's a God's honest truth. And I say it all the time in life. Have whatever standards you want. Nobody, nobody wakes up in the morning not wanting to live the good life. Right. So nobody's judging you for that. But how you treat people that don't, quote unquote, meet your standards says everything about you as a person. Yes, sir. That is where character comes in. And I thought I was going to see more of people kind of letting go of this bullshit that we argue over and go, why are we talking about this? This is not shit that is sustainable and it's not shit that's going to last us 20 years from now, 10 years from now. It's not things that last when you get into the later years of your life and you're evaluating the people you have around you and why. And no, no, same old shit. People argue about this shit like there is no, that we are not on the verge of an economic collapse. Secret is we all, we're always on the verge of an of economic, an economic collapse. collapse. <laughs> I, I think the we were definitely in a recession when Obama took office. Yeah, I, I I just think that you know there was a, there was as I said before there was a good there was a good time for self reflection this year, and a lot of people wanted shit to be so normal that they they were still having the same conversations they that you normally it. would. Y'all y'all are still talking about two hundred dollar dates when when at you know at the time restaurants can only seat twenty five percent capacity. <laughs> so I mean. <laughs> Shit, are is the restaurant you're spending two hundred dollars in even black owned? Yeah, I'm just saying. Why we ask those questions? I'm just, I'm just saying. I, I, I had a couple of really ignorant conversations in the last couple of weeks surrounding this shit. I'm sorry to hear that. Where people, where people literally got in my face and were like, "This is all you ever." Oh, uh, classism and capitalism is all you ever talk about. How and 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 it's your approach. How is my approach about classism any different from the four or five days out of the week we spend on social media arguing over two hundred dollar dates? <laughs> that's a meaningful conversation. Fuck you. Honestly, that's a meaning. That's a more meaningful conversation than the root causes for why we evaluate people this way. I'm this so, shit I, doesn't happen in a vacuum. I'm so glad my timeline doesn't look like yours. Man, <laughs> I hate. I sometimes I really, sometimes I really do hate people. And I think they really do need therapy. My shit is sports, sneakers, and memes, bruh. Re- relationship Twitter needs to shut the fuck up. Relationship Twitter needs to chill the fuck out. Honestly, 
You know, you know on Twitter. I just saw this weekend on Twitter. They're back to arguing over uh, um, women getting women getting their man's plate, and who get or or who gets the who gets the plate first, the the husband or the kids? Look, bruh. I have an answer for that. Shut the fuck up and eat. I have an answer for that. With as much Uber Eats as I've been doing this year, it doesn't fucking matter. <laughs> there ain't no goddamn plate. <laughs> Is this yours? Or is this mine? That's mine. That's yours. <laughs> That's <right>. Okay. <laughs> you good? What they leave out? Yeah, just gonna get your refund for that one then. Yeah, they yeah, always man. they always fuck up the biscuit. Yeah. All, all that to say. These portions are small, but <laughs> they, they ain't give me no sauce. We're too lazy to I, I got the sauce from last time. <laughs> too lazy to cook. Who out there has a whole bag of sauces that have gone unused from all your Uber Eats? You mean Drawer in the kitchen? <laughs> Am I being called out? <laughs> I know I definitely motherfucking do. What what I mean, what kind of sauce would you like, sir? All I got all the Chick-fil-A sauces. I got the Jack in the Box Jack sauces. Jack in the Box sauces. Got the Burger King, you know, onion ring sauce. The Taco Bell sauces. You know? Oh my god. I'm pretty sure all of them are expired, but Oh hell yeah. You know? Hell yeah. The spicy there. the spicy ketchup from Whataburger. Whew. That oh, usually doesn't man. last. They ain't ready. Um, so yeah, it, that's it, basically we 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 had an opportunity for a lot of good conversations. One I think day, we blew them all. One day as a drunken experiment, I'm just gonna mix all that shit together and see what happens. Oh shit! Here we go. We're gonna create venom. <laughs> <laughs> um, song of the week. Uh, we have a song from Orion Sun. Um, there is a title for it that I believe is in French and I am not going to, uh, slaughter, I'm not going to slaughter that title at all. Do it. Um, the, the English title is Don't Leave Me. The band is Orion Sun. And this is a fucking vibe. So go ahead and pour yourself something. Get comfortable. It's the last, it's the last week of the year. We're going to have a good time, man. This is going to be a good episode. I promise you that. It might be a little longer than normal, folks, but we don't give a fuck. Might be, but fuck it! And we will be back with more opinions while black. Let's go.
Slow vibe. You know how to pick them. Um, you know how to pick them. Man, I'm I'm getting. I, I feel like I'm just getting good at it. Um, 120 songs in. 120 songs in. I'm just getting good at it. Um, if you like any of the songs you're hearing, we do have a featured music playlist. Um, that just, that showcases pretty much everything you've heard. Yep. Um, all 120 episodes almost. Whew. Uh, give or take a couple that, you know, for various reasons could not be found yeah. on a, a streaming service. Um, if you are a Spotify or Apple listener, uh, go ahead and go to your little search bar and type Opinions While Black Featured Music. And that is where you will find us. Follow that. It's updated weekly um, along with the show. So uh, there you go. Um, have fun. Discover something new. Jam something old. Yeah. Catch a vibe. Um, let's see. What else we got going on? What's going on this week? Oh, man. I can't go any further without acknowledging the untimely death of Ecstasy from Houdini. Oh, man. Rest in, rest in peace. Uh, what was he, 51? He was 51. Wow. Holy shit. That is way too young. Super fucking young. Damn. Seems like he's younger all the time. The youngest, the youngest I seem to remember in the past couple of years was, uh, I think Sean Price. Yeah, Sean Price was probably in his forties, like early early forties. Yeah, Sean Price is only, he might be like a year or two older than me. Jesus, man. Uh, We have not forgotten the God, by the way. Mm -hmm. Sean Price, rest in peace, Sean Price. Um. I, I do miss that. That nigga, that's another nigga that, in, I almost compare him in a way to ODB. Because he had, you know, he had bars, but he was funny. Yeah. And when he really broke down his bars, he was funny as shit. And didn't give a fuck. Did not give a fuck what you had to say. I would, I would never want to battle that nigga. <laughs> My God. But yeah, um, rest in peace, uh, Ecstasy from Houdini. Check on your loved ones. Check on yourself, man. Uh, 
we gotta we gotta expand this life expectancy of ours. Yeah, uh, it's always wavering because we're black. <laughs> uh, but we, you know, we gotta we gotta flatten the curve a little bit. Um, look out for yourself. Take care of yourselves and one another, as always. Um, moving on from that, uh, what's going on? What do we got? Oh, we touched on this very briefly. Um, we acknowledged it last week. We did not uh, really go into it. Leonard Roberts, uh, you'll know him. I you'll, I mean, you might know him as DL from Heroes. Yeah. But most notably, if you're black, you know him, you know him as a big brother hating ass nigga from Drumline. <laughs> <laughs> Which I actually thought that I I thought he played the shit out of that actually. He, he, he did. Because <laughs> you really did hate that motherfucker. Two people, two people that don't get enough credit for Drumline, um, because of the the talentlessness of Nick Cannon overshadowing everybody, <laughs> as Nick Cannon tends to do, um, is Leonard Roberts and uh, Orlando Jones. Yeah, Orlando, Orlando Jones, Jones has, was that was he was he was kind of the man of that movie. And you really got to see for a minute because the only place you really knew him before that was Mad TV. Yeah. And so you really got to look at him and be like, oh, okay, he, he he can really do some shit. And I've never thought he's gotten really the the credit or the work in the industry that he deserves. Mm-hmm. Uh, rest in peace, American Gods. I just saw the trailer for that shit, and I don't know what the fuck is going. I don't know what the fuck they're doing over there. I, I didn't even. I could even make it through season two, so I didn't even care. I have not finished season two yet. I'm so glad Ben got out of that shit while he had the chance. <laughs> what um, what's the Zoe Saldana in Drumline? Yeah, Ooh. Zoe Saldana was also in Drumline. Man, look how far playing a black woman too. <laughs> <laughs> how much? How much shit? I saw that the other day. How much shit have we let Zoe Saldana get away with? <laughs> leading up to us having to really have a conversation because you know we didn't have that conversation until. Probably the Nina Simone Until incident. Nina Simone, yeah. We would let her get away with a lot of shit. She's been playing a lot of motherfuckers out here. You remember the Losers? Yeah. I'm pretty sure that she that her father, who is also black, was playing like a Middle Eastern dude. Because that character is Middle Eastern in the comics. Yeah. And they, we, they didn't say shit about it. So I, we have to have a real conversation about uh, the amount of shit we have let Zoe Saldana get away with racially in the culture. We we drew the line of dark skinned woman. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure she played a nigga in the um it was one of them Christmas movies. It was one of them ensemble Christmas oh, movies. I, I did, it, that doesn't matter. That doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> they they cast whoever shows up. <laughs> um so Leonard Roberts, who was DL the the walk through walls guy from Heroes um, he came out recently and said that he had experienced that um, the second season in particular experienced a whole lot of train wrecks. But definitely for him personally, he got a lot of shit racially, um, racial slurs and what ha- and what have you from his co-star, uh, Ali Larder, who you will know as uh, kind of the the easy chick in pretty much every movie from the late 90s <laughs> to the early 2000s. Um, 
Wasn't she in Friday Night Lights? She was in no that no she was in Varsity Blues. Varsity Blues with the whipped cream. Yeah, the whipped cream bikini. Yes. Okay. Uh, Hold on. Varsity Sorry. Blues. As crazy as that movie was, uh, for a, for a black person to watch, Varsity Blues is kind of my shit. It was. That was my shit. This thing. Uh, There's a lot of people that were way better than that movie. Uh, in that movie, like John Voight. Yeah. Wow. John Voight does shit like that in his sleep. Scott Kahn has a career since then. Damn. Damn, man. Damn. Right? Well, I mean, he went on. I mean, Hawaii Five-0 lasted like 10 seasons. <laughs> um. So, uh, Leonard Roberts says he went through a lot of racial slurs and a lot of microaggressions on set. And he did name Allie Larder. Now, here's my thing. And this is always my thing with people that come up with these stories. If it was one, if if there was one person named, you know there were a dozen people doing it, yeah, or contributing to it. This is the same thing I said about the Ray Fisher thing, uh, with with his little battle with Warner Brothers, which we know now. As it turns out, they HR brought Gal Gadot in, and apparently she didn't notice shit. Unsurprisingly, of course not. Oh fucking course not. There weren't any Palestinians there. <laughs> oh shit. Oh god damn. I don't think enough people listen to this to <laughs> get us in any trouble. But. Um and and so I always say if if they spoke about if they spoke up about one person, then there were other people on set pulling bullshit. Or at least being willfully ignorant. Right. Which is which again was my issue with the Ray Fisher thing. All the people of color were speaking up. And we weren't hearing statements from any of the white people. Are you sure? I mean... I, I don't expect Ben to have noticed anything. Like, Ali, I mean, she's Mila Jovovich light. Did yeah, she really do that? <laughs> you know, I, don't, and don't get me wrong, I expect Ben Affleck to have noticed shit. <laughs> if he didn't notice Harvey Weinstein beating off in a corner in a ficus... Ben no, Aff- he, w- he wouldn't go notice racism. Ben Affleck is always just trying to get some barely legal ass. <laughs> oh, shit! <laughs> So he's not going to notice anything else. Oh my god, no. Or he's drunk. Or both. Shout out to James Franco. (laughs) (laughs) He in that same motherfucking boat. Um, But yeah. um, This is why you need a Jamal on set, y'all. Always. Jamal wouldn't wouldn't have let that ride. See, you go to... See, you go to a DP... Or you go to an executive producer, and they're gonna a white executive producer. And they're gonna go. I'll talk to her. I'll talk to her. See what's up. Yeah. Which means you're gonna go in there and you're gonna say, Leonard said so and so. Not even say. Not even say that. Like, hey, because by that point they already know. They know what's happening. So they're like, hey, can you just, oh, just yeah, tone down a little Cause, bit because you know Leonard and. I I don't want to. Yeah. Oh, they always bust this one. I don't want to have to be here. Yeah, I don't want to have to be the one saying it. I don't want to have to be here. I just can we just yeah find the find the common ground. Just find, just find a happy place. Some shit, and they're gonna go. Yeah, whatever. What y'all need to do? I so, was in Varsity Blues, bitch. Get out of my trailer. I have no practical acting experience, <laughs> and have no Hollywood experience. 
But I do have a suggestion for, for any of you uh, young actor types trying to, you know, make it big in Hollywood. Sure. Um, when they make you the offer, uh, when they show you the offer sheet, um, I need you to read through it carefully. And I need you to, as you're thumbing through the pages, I need you to ask one important question. Hey, um, is there a Jamal here? Well, you got to hit them we, with the we who don't, all there. We don't have anyone here. No, 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 no. I didn't ask if Jamal was here. Is there a Jamal here? Is there a Jamal on the staff? And and you need to make sure that you have a Jamal on staff, specifically for the purpose of advocating when some shit like this goes down. Because Jamal is going to Jamal is going to see all that shit happening, and he's going to head it off quick, fast. From the source, off the muscle, he would have been right there with Ali Lauder, like, "Hey, hey, 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 let me, let me, let me talk to you for a second. Hey, chill out, fam. Hey, nah. See, what we're not gonna do is that. Well, what do you mean? Nah, you, you know what I mean. You know what I mean. Just nah, we're not doing that. I could talk. To, I, I mean, we could talk to the to the EP right now. Yeah. We'll I mean, I, I got right you on camera saying this out. Shit. I've been recording shit the whole time. All I mean, I'm saying you know, is, just saying, you know, just, it's about it's all. I mean, it's what you want to do though. I mean, I'm, I'm good. Man. I'm good. You know I'm, what I'm saying? You know, I, it, 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 I got a job. Yeah. This is my job. <laughs> I got a job. I'm going to be at work tomorrow. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You know, they ain't recasting me. So we can just talk to old, we can talk to old boy right now. Oh, no? Okay. Okay. All right, bet. All right. All right, you know. I'm just letting you know. Two hours later, hey, the people want to see you. The people trying to, hey. What people? The people. You know, the know. You go to the. There's a trailer over there that says the people. Just, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> just go see the people. Go ahead, clock out. That's yeah. that's, that's that shit. Go ahead, clock out, Phil. Yeah. What's his name in them? Um. So yeah. Uh. Shout out to him. Uh. I'm glad people. I'm glad people are speaking up about this shit now. Yeah. And hopefully that gives him some more work because I haven't seen him since that uh, TV movie Drumline too. Oh, there was a drum light too. <laughs> yeah, with him and like Mike Epps. Wow. So you know it was bad. Wow. Man, I saw Mike Epps. I knew what the vibes were. I ain't had to watch no more. Has yeah. Mike, has Mike Epps been in anything good that doesn't involve Ice Cube? Uh no. And when I say that, I mean post all about the Benjamins and maybe the second Friday. So it didn't do well in theaters. But I enjoyed him in Jumping the Broom. Because he was that uncle that was giving everybody some real shit. Okay, so he probably went off script. For that oh, one. yeah, absolutely. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. He went off script telling telling Loretta Devine about herself. So he was going in. <laughs> okay. Yeah, they were killing it in that movie. Um. Uh. So, yeah, there's that. Oh, oh another thing we wanted to get to. Uh, shout out to Arnesy Elizabeth Turner, uh, an avid listener of this podcast. Who uh, she asked us a listener letter question and we didn't and we didn't get to it. She asked two and I missed the second one. Um, and this is a big thing, so we do have to kind of talk about it a little bit. The Cyberpunk 2077 catastrophe. If for those of you who are not gamers that are not aware of this, Cyberpunk 2077 is one of the most anticipated games of the past like five years. Yeah. It's been seven years in the making, and um, it's one of these open-world games. Basically, imagine Grand Theft Auto, but 
set in the Blade Runner future. So there's a lot of floating cars and um, uh, cybernetic parts and a lot of Johnny Mnemonic. You can jack it. You can you can jack in your brain into the computer and shit. A lot of customizable genitalia. There is customizable genitalia. They literally let you your customizable character. They they let you choose whether or not they have genitals. Uh, whether they have a penis or a vagina, and they let you pick whether or not the penis is, quote, big or small. What kind of customizable options do they have for the vagina? I don't know, actually. I've not, I've not, I haven't created a woman yet. I'm curious. Um, but that's a good question. I'm going to look at that. I app. will not probe any further. <laughs> <laughs> um, a lot of people were looking forward to this. Cyberpunk 2077 has been... Had the 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 release had been delayed like three times that we know of, um, just this year. Yeah, it was supposed to come out in March. Then it was supposed to come out in September. Then they pushed it back to December. December. Or was it? No, yeah, it was December. Yeah, yeah. it was December. Uh, it was like December like third. Yeah. And so once they finally released it, now it's important to note they were rushing this shit. Yeah. Because there were there were stories of what is called crunch, which is which what that means in in the uh, in the programmer land is that they were taking is that um, they were working um, almost barely legal hours a week to get this game ready, upwards like eighty hours a week. Shit! Somebody should have told that to my job earlier this year. Then. <laughs> Shit! No sleep. Um, and in the pandemic, working from home, um, there was a lot going on there, and they swore that wasn't happening until programmers, developers stepped up and said that that's absolutely happening. Um, and once, and I think they were like a week away from the September release, and then they pushed it back again after the shit had gone, and and then uh, you know, they were a few weeks in, the shit went gold. That's crazy. The pre-orders went gold, so they had to get it out now. So they get out in December, and it's buggy as fuck. When I say it's buggy as fuck, I'm talking about there's shit going on to where it, I've heard stories of it bricking some consoles, the the hard copy version maybe. Mm. Um, I've heard stories of um, crashing. Well, there I I no my my shit did crash a couple times. Um, there's crashing. I mean, there's visible glitches, but people usually write those off as funny. Uh, there was, I definitely played at one point and a car, as if someone had thrown it, went flying across the map and almost hit me. (laughs) Which was the most amazing shit I've ever seen in my life. Um, and now there's like a class action lawsuit because now it's, now the shit's getting deeper. To where um, the developers, apparently apparently the investors were shown a demo that... Because if you have a PC version for your computer, then it's probably working well. Um, it's just the consoles like PS4, PS5, and Xbox. Um, the investors were shown a version of this game that does not line up with what the console version actually looks like. So they were they they were kind of railroaded 
And now there's a class action lawsuit being leveled against, I think, the developer team. Um, so we'll see how that works out. Here's the thing. Are there buggier games? Sure. Because Witcher 3, the, which was also developed by these guys, started out buggy and rough as fuck. And it, and it got to be one of the crispest looking games that ended up being like a game of the year, maybe. Hmm. So keep that in mind. Social media has changed since Witcher 3 came out to now to where when you've already been, when you've already pushed your shit back, there's no margin for error. Yeah. When you've pushed it back three times, when, you, when people have already invested in the pre-orders, the, the, the deluxe copies, uh, all the, all, there, there was a, and there was just so much fucking cyberpunk merch, jackets, gaming chairs, all this fucking shit, action figures, I think, all this fucking shit developed, devoted to this rollout, which was just one of the most massive rollouts you've ever seen. There's no margin for error anymore. And when, and when you enter what is, what is a very minimal margin for margin for error, the social, the social medias will have their way with you and they did not waste any time. No time. Um, I saw images of people with other people as a head. (laughs) (laughs) If you kill somebody, sometimes they, they kind of phase through the table that they're supposed to fall over and they just keep twitching. Hey, I mean, I always think that's funny. I give them another shotgun shell. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's like that sometimes. Um, there are sex scenes that look fucking wild. Sometimes, um, whatever costume you've put on your person, the pants will just disappear and they're just walking around with their dick out. <laughs> it's a third person thing. So, <laughs> and so you only, so you only get a, well, it's a, it's a first person thing. So you only get the third person view every now and then, but it's very clear. They're just walking around with their dick out. That's weird. Uh, um, this is, it's been kind of a shit show for cyberpunk. I will say, it may not be the buggiest game, but when you've put that much into it and when you've hyped it up to a certain point, um, there's the rollout to consider. It's probably one of the worst rollouts of the past 10 years. And mm-hmm. that is saying something considering uh, Fallout, uh, Fallout New Vegas was a terrible rollout. Anthem is probably the worst rollout second to that second to cyberpunk that i have ever seen i've never seen a game that was so hyped up depreciated value within the course of a month or two um you can mm. probably find anthem at half price books for five bucks right now wow. um i i think they're gonna keep developing this game i think they're gonna keep updating it to make the people who have gone on and spent the money and have gone on and gone to play the game and they're okay with it, they're going to keep trying to make them happy. I think we're going to see this game develop over the course of probably a year because there have been games that look great that did not do well and are different games than when they started. The Division is one. Uh, the Division did not start out great and then by the end of its time, the first the the first division 
was a completely different game, and there were people definitely uh, coming back to it. So I think we're going to see that. And I think we're going to see, because apparently they've still gotten their money's worth out of the investment, just despite all the refunds, despite uh, Sony pulling it from the PlayStation Store. Yeah. And, and, and the people that I know are playing it still say, despite all that, it's still fun. It's a fun game. I have to give it to them. Um, you get a great... A, you get a great cameo, not a cameo, but you get a, a great character out of Keanu Reeves. Can, you know, when when you can tell when a when a Hollywood person has had input on a character they're doing for like a video game or a comic book because they come across as the most violent, self indulgent character of all time. <laughs> and that's definitely how I would describe yeah. Johnny Silverhand. Johnny Silverhand is what happens when you take Johnny Rotten. And put him in the Blade Runner future mm. and just let him go crazy doing pills, having sex, and shooting people in the head. That's unfortunate. That, <laughs> that sounds highly unfortunate. So we'll see what happens with Cyberpunk. Uh, I will probably keep you guys updated as we go now that I've officially talked about it and shit. Um, what else is going on? Uh, did you hear this square? Jack Dorsey, I think, is the guy who runs Square. Yeah, he's over Twitter. They own Square. Okay. Jack Dorsey is considering buying Tidal. It's your man. Not surprising. It's your man. I mean, hey, if he if if, if Jay Z turns a profit, I'm I'm not mad. I'm really curious though to see what Square would want to do with a music streaming service. Uh, I'm uh, well. Owning Square and owning Twitter puts... I don't know. I know very little about Jack Dorsey. And for those of you who are not familiar with Square, Square is uh, basically a merchant payment processing yeah. company. So whenever you go to like the coffee shop and you you know pay with your little credit card or whatever, and they have that little Square device up there, that's Square. Yeah. Um, and by the way, I, I also accept Square for my so, services. Yeah. <laughs> it's a physical manifestation for Cash App. Yeah. Um, it was probably the first one. Yeah, the uh, precursor, yeah, correct. The precursor to all that. Yeah. Um, I don't know much about Jack Dorsey and his business practices, but owning Square and owning Twitter puts me in the mind of him maybe not being put into one box as far as his interests and as far as what's going to make him money. Mm -hmm. So I think he's just a person that is acquiring. He's just one of these rich people that is acquiring more streams of revenue. So maybe he'll keep title as is. That's always kind of the the best case scenario as far as as far as uh people keeping their jobs. Um I don't know. I think this looks I think this looks worse for Jay Z than it does for anybody else. Um if if this were one of his like liquor ventures, if this were one of his like media ventures if this was about the nfl i might it might be different but he really I, I people don't remember this he really rolled out title like this was gonna, supposed to be a thing that was going to change the face of music for the artists and certainly for black artists next thing you know he's dumping all his shit on spotify <laughs> i will say we should have known what the vibes were when he um when he put all his shit back on the streaming services um, so for somebody who music is kind of their, their first thing, um, you know, or, you know, if you, if you don't count drugs, 
for whom music is their first thing, and for them to have kind of set out to change the landscape of digital music, and for it to have not been doing well in recent times, and for and for now for you to be kind of selling it selling it off for selling it off for scrap. That's not a good look. It's not. Especially not when your whole thing is you are the capitalist rapper. Mm. And that's not me and and that's not me trying to dunk on Jay Z. Um I just and I don't think it's gonna and I don't think it's gonna damage him per se as a brand. But we have to admit that anybody else, any other rapper, certainly, this would damage them as a brand. Yeah. I, I just that's wild to me, but I think Jay, I think Jay Z has gotten to that too big to fail in the public eye status. We'll see. No, right, right, <laughs> right. Or or thus far, yeah. Um, let's see what else we got here. There was a whole lot new that happened that I was really want to unpack this week. Um. I'm definitely sick of the baby and Danny Lay already. That 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 took no time at all. Um there's just some couples. You just some couples are very endearing and you know there's a there's a there's a charmingness to them. And I I wish them well, but there's a charmingness to them in the public eye where you know they're they're doing all their little videos together and all that shit. I got tired of the baby and Danny Lake real quick. Yeah, I, I saw some shit. I, I guess it was his birthday, and he got a McLaren car. Or yeah, some shit holding up traffic, and Danny Lake's doing this annoying laugh. I, I have good news for you. Um, this shouldn't last for too long, so you <laughs> you won't be annoyed for very long. This is gonna be over soon. Yeah, it'll be over soon. I, I, they just need something to carry them into the new year, and then it'll probably be a wrap when his. Baby mama calls him back. Yeah, this is true. This is true. I'll give you that. Um, uh, let's see. Oh, we have to talk about content. Dude, did you watch Soul? I did. Okay. I did. So, I don't know if you'll notice from because uh, you know social media a lot. Soul has been very divisive. I saw. Well, it's been a li- Oh, no. It's not been very divisive. It's been a little divisive. I saw some dumbasses, and I'm I'm just gonna put my opinion out there. I saw some dumbasses, um, asking like, why does why do why do why about the the representation of black characters? Sure. And so why why do why does the soul have to be blue, you know, or or white or whatever? I, it was a bluish tint to me. Yeah. You know, why does the soul have to be that? And blah blah blah. And, and actually, one of my friends showed me a post from someone who was arguing. He's and he's white. Someone. Who had only seen the trailer and had not seen the movie? That's was, a lot of people. You're right. Was arguing with him about black representation on screen and asking why the soul had to be quote unquote white and the whitewashing of the character. All my friend asked him was, "Have you actually seen the movie?" <laughs> no, nah, I just know from the trailer what time it is. Well, if you actually saw the movie and not just a the trailer, then you would truly know what time it is. And uh, what, what, what's been your experience with that shit? Okay, and for those of you who don't understand what the what the the divisiveness is about it, the story is about a jazz player who dies or is uh, mysteriously or accidentally, depending on how you looked at that scene, plunged into like the spirit world, mm-hmm. 
which is run very much like an episode of The Office, uh, which I thought was one of the more charming parts of it. Um, and he has to get back to his body in time to play like his his dream gig yeah. alongside a musician, uh, a singer played by Angela Bassett. Yep. Um, and he runs into this other soul that is yet to be born on Earth, uh, looking for her purpose, played by Tina Fey. Which is funny, as a side note. I think it's funny that... They kind of dunked on Tina Fey about that, too. And Which, I, that's not no fair. no reason. Yeah, that's not fair. It's funny that the that character, one character is played by Angela Bassett, and the lead character looks like Courtney Vance. But that's... <laughs> right. Played by it, Jamie Foxx. And so the 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 divisiveness here is that there's been an ongoing there's been an ongoing discussion kind of in the blogs and kind of on uh, and kind of in the social medias since the announcement that this movie was even going to be a thing that the, there tend to be a lot of animated features in which black people if they're a central focus are turned into a thing and they don't get to be just a black person for the entirety, if they're a main character, for the entirety of the film. Um, The most notable examples they've used of this is that movie where Will Smith was a super spy who turned into a bird, and the other thing, The Princess and the Frog, where uh, the Disney princess turned into a frog. Um, I feel two ways about it. Multiple things can be true. I think... I think the argument needs to, I think the discussion needs to be had because representation is always, is, is always so short for us that we have to, that people are going to be extra critical of what we do get. So I understand the validity there. I don't think that's a, I don't think that's something to be laid, to be laid at soul's doorstep because I don't even think that character was meant to be black originally. I I read that somewhere. I don't think that character was originally meant to be black, and I don't think I don't think Tina Fey's character was initially necessarily had to be white. Um, the problem is when you when you when you make a character white, whether you meant to have a uh, whether you meant to have a symbolism or not, and this is not necessarily my take or my side. But as I understand it, when you take a white character or when you take a white person and you let them voice this character, it automatically brings with it, because social media is what it is, a set of politics that you have to engage. And so we have to take an extra look at what that character is doing and how that character is interacting with the black character. I get it. I still don't think, one, that this is something that has to be laid at this movie's doorstep. And two, I think we're I think we are we are doing a lot of extra unpacking for a, for a movie that is meant for a demographic that does not give a fuck about race. Do y'all have the ability to enjoy anything? No. At all? Well uh, people don't. Well like, people don't enjoy anything. Like ever. why do y'all do y'all I think y'all get enjoyment out of finding shit to not like about shit. They do. That's where you get your enjoyment from. Like, they're... Uh, most of the characters, most of the human characters in this movie 
are black. Are black. Most of them. The the only person, the only human character that's not is the bass player. Who's played by an Asian woman. Who in real life was an actual Asian woman. Who played the bass. Right. For for that band. Yes, I saw the making of it. Don't at me on it. Well, y'all don't follow me anyway. Graham Norton was the bean counter guy. That was, he, yeah. was, he was funny. He wasn't a human character, though. But like, all, all those, all the soul characters were, they were... Of color, mostly. Alice Braga was one of them. Yeah, but, but the characters themselves in, in the movie... That are, are human. They have no ethnicity. Like, the soul characters have no ethnicity. Right. And no implied ethnicity, either. Y'all... I don't I don't give a fuck, y'all. I don't I don't give a fuck what y'all think about this shit. Because you just you just need to find something. You're trying to find something to dislike about it. That's where you get your little jollies off. That's how you get off by just finding shit that you don't like about something. You're incapable of actually enjoying anything for what the fuck it is. It's a movie. It's a movie. And a really sweet movie. About finding purpose in life. Has nothing to do with fucking race. It, it does nothing to degrade the amount of representation on screen because the lead character is a black, black man with a black family. Like, what the fuck do y'all... I want to see what the fuck y'all come up with. It's hard for me to be mad at a movie that gives Donnell Rawlings work. <laughs> <laughs> It, it, it's y'all just i do think i i think they fish i think the woke people fish a little hard i don't all and i don't even think they're a hundred percent wrong it's not to give attention but i think it's a lot to be leveling at a movie that is made for kids this who mo- don't give a fuck this about these things yeah this movie is not the one this this movie is not the one for that there 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 are plenty other ones that you could talk about but this one is not the one for that and, you know, and and I think we have to ask ourselves when we talk about representation, what hills are we prepared to die on for it? Yeah, I'm not prepared to die on the. And let's be honest, as much as I love this movie, and as much as sweet as I thought it was, it is a paint by numbers Pixar movie. It is. It is a paint by numbers Pixar movie with with imagery that we've seen before in Pixar. Inside with, out. Inside out. Thank you. And I don't think it's fair. To lay this at this movie's doorstep completely, because of the because of the intent. By the way, um, a young lady from Texas, a, a young black lady from Texas A and M worked on this movie. Uh, on the visuals, yes. Okay, hold up. Shout out to her. It's a one time this program. You heard me shout out Nagy. Um, I don't. Th- so yeah, I I thought it was a very sweet movie. And I thought it had a very timely message in it for a for a movie for for the times that we live in where people are being pushed out of work when people are questioning their purpose in life when people are questioning what's next for them i think this gave a little bit of inspiration a little bit of hope to that and i think that means a lot and i think it means a lot i think it means a lot more than having a pseudo grapevine circle jerk on social media um. Uh, did you see Wonder Woman? I did. Yes, I watched <laughs> the two and a half hours that God prized damn, that Wonder was two Woman. Two and a half hours. It was. Oh boy, 
Well, for those of you that have not watched Wonder Woman 1984, um, like, how many years? What, 40 years have passed since the events of the first Wonder Woman? Wonder Woman has still not made black friends. (laughs) As as someone pointed out, in 1980s Washington, (laughs) D.C., when Marion Barry is the mayor, and it's one of the blackest cities in the United States, there was a dearth of black people. I mean, in this movie, except for like Natasha Rothwell and and the one guy who randomly showed up for an accounting job <laughs> or to answer the phones or whatever. Uh, shout out to them for getting work in this movie. Uh, there were no Jamals on set for this there movie. There were no. There was not a Jamal in sight anywhere. Um, I will say. Do I think this was a great movie? No. No. Was I entertained? Were there things I was entertained by? Yes. Were were there a lot of problems? 100%. I will say, I don't think the movie is as bad as the beating it's taking, but that's that's just how social media is. And that's how social media kind of treats DC movies now. Yeah. Not that they don't deserve it. I, I will say the movie was kind of a mess, but... I also I also believe that it's go, it's a different viewing experience in theaters. I agree. Because I I, I, I I thought about the first Wonder Woman. I was like, this one wasn't much better or worse than the first Wonder Woman. The first one may Correct. have had you know it had a little bit more action, but overall it wasn't much better or worse than this one. Um, so I was annoyed with Chris Pine. The first movie, I was not annoyed with Chris Pine. I like, because I like Steve Trevor yeah. as they wrote him. In the first movie, like, my Black Nerd Problems colleagues were very annoyed by the amount of screen time Steve Trevor got. Mm-hmm. I mean, but it, it it made sense to me as them basically making him Wonder Woman's sidekick. Yeah. Which is a step up from his origins in the in the tv show because in the tv show he was just a fucking idiot <laughs> he was he was an idiot he was just, he, he was an idiot that worked for the u.n who just walked who just walked into the wrong shit every episode yeah and wonder woman had to save his ass steve trevor did a lot steve trevor was a fighter pilot he had hands he was good with a gun so it was fun watching him fight the war in 1984, Washington, D.C., it was not as fun watching Steve Trevor follow Diana around because, like, there's a scene in the White House where there's a fight. We all know Diana could probably solo yeah. the entire Secret Service by herself. So watching her whoop ass is great, but then what, beating up 15 guys, and meanwhile, Steve Trevor's back here beating up one guy. That's not as fun. And, the, and I get it, kind of Indiana Jones vibe or whatever. The, it's not as fun. So the the initial thing that I got, and I, I texted this to a couple of people. I said, "Oh, this is this is their attempt at being Spielbergy." Yeah, it, it, it had Spielbergy vibes but without a lot of the cleverness that goes All that along with it. I understand the point. I understand the reason why Steve Trevor was included in this movie. I still think that it was about a waste of about an hour of the movie. I agree. 
But, um, hey, I got it on Disney+. Plus. I did not have to leave the house to see it. But I also recognize that seeing this movie in HBO the theater. Max. Yeah, that's that's what I, I meant. So I meant to say, Max. yeah, instead of Disney+. Plus. Um, but I know watching it in the theater would have been a slightly different experience. Man, let me just tell you this. Two things I can say about this movie. Pedro Pascal... A, our a our week, man, our a, man from the Mandalorian. A week after seeing the season finale of Mandalorian, and watching his character in this, Pedro Pascal is a way better actor than anybody's giving him credit for. Because let me tell you something, he went from in stages from charming as fuck to a little intense to oh holy shit, this motherfucker is serious. Um, he was terrifying by the end of the movie. Um, he was also overacting. Uh, I think they, I think they were going for that. Eighties camp. I think they were going for that. They, they, they achieved it. Um, when he got really wacky with the wishes, and the, I, I, I think they were yeah. going for that. Okay. Um, they achieved it. Kristen Wiig. What the fuck did Kristen Wiig get attractive? I, I, I've always liked Kristen Wiig. I like her. I yeah. like. I, she's entertaining. Yeah. I never looked at her as attractive. Uh, also, they totally lifted her storyline from Catwoman. <laughs> yep. That was Catwoman yeah. all day. Well, they they lifted the storyline for the entire movie from Aladdin. But... Well, that too. But I will say I will also say that I have never recognized Gal Gadot as like attractive to me. Like I know she's attractive, but like she's never done it for me. I'm weird that way. She did it for me in this movie. There was never a, like, like Molly on Insecure. There was never a time where she wasn't on point. Like out of the Wonder Woman costume. Yeah. There was never a time where she was not one hundred percent on point. And the only person I've ever said this about is Molly on Insecure. There was never a time when Molly wasn't top to bottom fine on that show. And they really put, they invested more into Gal Gadot being on point. Which you kind of have to if you're going to root for her because we all know in real life Gal Gadot is a terrible person. <laughs> if you're Palestinian. <laughs> what the shit? Um, all in all, I think I, I, it was not the best movie. And I think I, and I think I liked the first movie better and I think I enjoyed more than I, I, but I think I enjoyed the things that I enjoyed more than I hated the things that I hated. So I think I ended up walking away with a good feeling about the movie, despite my recognizing that this is not in the top tier of good DC movies from the past 10 years, and they don't have many. I'll never watch it again. I'm never going to see it. I'm, ne- I'm probably never going to watch it again. Despite my not hating it, it's not going to get a rewatch out of me. They They announced... A third one. A third one. Jesus. So I'm like, is 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 Patty Jenkins gonna do this before Rogue Squadron? Because after this, we're gonna have to. We're gonna have to have a talk. So you're gonna have to sit down with uh, Dave Filoni and and, and John Favreau and go yeah. over some notes. Yeah. Because yeah. well, I, and the thing is, they went on and went forward with it because despite despite it being it meeting the standards of Batman versus Superman and Justice League on Rotten Tomatoes, <laughs> it made. Tons of money, yeah, 
Because everybody watched it. It's, it's, there's nothing else. It was it was readily accessible. Nobody had shit to do, and everybody watched it. So it was gonna make its money back regardless. HBO kind of understands what the vibes are. And I think I, I think they I think they knew what they were doing. They think they knew what they were doing when they went on and did the the deal with the with the Warner Brothers catalog. Yeah, and that just tells you where that's going. We'll see. If people have an opportunity to watch John Wick 4 at home. I would really like to do a double feature. I have the ability to watch The Matrix 4 and John Wick on the same day in a, in a theater. I would love to do that. I have a lot of reservations about Matrix 4. I'm, I'm going to see it regardless. I'm gonna, I was going to say, I'm probably going to watch it no matter what. Like, I've had reservations <laughs> about the other matrix, matrices besides the first one. I'm I, still going to watch it. Yeah, um, yeah. So, uh, Wonder Woman, I would probably... So, yeah, all that to say, Wonder Woman, I'm probably going to give like a 6.5 or a 7 out of 10. Mm. Mm. 6.5, I think, is appropriate. Mm. I, don't, I don't know if I can go over <laughs> a 5 on that one, but I don't really want to rate that one. Um, Let's see. I think that's all for... Where did his son come from? Anyway, never mind. <laughs> what? Pedro Pascal's like <laughs> Filipino son. Like, I want to see the baby mama. And why was that, that kid boy... was unsupervised? The like, whole why was that little boy just running around unsupervised? <laughs> Watch the DC. Well, I, I will say that's kind of how they had. That was kind of how they had me when my mom used to work at the medical center. She's just you can't don't go past that hallway. But that little boy was out on the freeway. <laughs> now that where that's where the shit got real. So boy is unsupervised. Now I know the '80s is full of kids that go on little adventures unsupervised, but the fucking world is ending outside. I, That's I'm a, different. I'm a latchkey kid. This Man. nigga was on the freeway during a disa- during a nuclear strike, and this kid didn't seem remotely <laughs> as capable Not. as Finn Wolfhard versus the Demigorgon. There were missiles in the air, and this kid screaming, <laughs> "Daddy, <laughs> Daddy." Nigga, do you see your daddy anywhere out here? The ending we didn't see that movie is that they 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 walked off into the sunset right in the CPS. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry if that's giving up too much of the movie for you guys. <laughs> um, let's see what else we got going. On. Okay, um, since it is our year wrap up, we gotta do some yearly wrap up shit. Uh, top things that made us miss outside. Oh, top content that made us miss outside. Um, let you go first. One, actually, you know, you go ahead, you go ahead and bust yours. No, I'm, I'm gonna need a second. You okay, okay, okay. I have three. One is um, I don't know if y'all watched Small Axe on uh Amazon. Is Steve McQueen? Uh, Steve McQueen directed a series of short films. That take place in the UK during like the 60s through the 70s. Um, that are centered around West Indian culture. Um, I just watched Lovers Rock. Which is all about a house party. Which is all about a dance hall reggae house party. Sorry my accent is horrible. And um... And uh, basically, um, there's a it, it's a dance hall house party had in an apartment building, um, and there's a whole scene that is dedicated 
to the party itself. We're not talking about a whole scene. We're talking about half half, half the movie. movie. <laughs> dedicated to what is happening on the dance floor, which is just magic. Um, and they play one song like three times. And the, the party is so fucking live. Anybody that's ever been to a bashment, that's ever been to a, a real old school dance hall where the, sp- where the speakers are trash, where the microphone, you can't hear what the guy's saying, but you know you live. Everybody's sweaty, dancing, having a fucking good time. They're charging up the DJ to run that song back. Um, and they played one, through one song two or three times. Until everybody, until niggas were, niggas had their shirt off, sweat, sweat everywhere, jumping, dancing. One, have you ever been one of them joints where it looked like the you're about to bust the fucking the floor out, yeah, of the apartment, and the DJ got to tell everybody stop jumping on the fucking floor. One of them joints, and it made me miss. I sat there, I saw it, and I was like. That is supposed to be me right now in New York. Yeah. Right now. Looking for a dance hall. Looking for a bashment. <laughs> Wagwan. Wagwan. Excuse me, lion. And it's getting worse. <laughs> it's it's terrible. It's terrible. Oh, by the way, I was I was criticized for my my patois last week, so I'm I'm gonna I'm <laughs> you going go back to, back. I'm going to abstain from that. Um and it just it it made you miss being out and just the camaraderie and just being close to people and music bringing people together and you don't know what the fuck happened the next mo- the next morning but you had a good motherfucking time the night before yeah um so that made me miss outside number 2 uh euphoria the winter the winter special the christmas special yeah which is her uh, shooting the shit with old with with the with with pancake guy <laughs> at the diner. Yeah, who doesn't fucking miss having pancakes at two in the morning with your homeboy talking for hours about nothing? Y'all barely yeah. ordered shit, and you just up talking about everything, the whole fucking world, and your problems, and nothing at all. And, it's, and and it ends up just being one of the most memorable, profound moments of your fucking life. Yeah. Anybody that's just been out and about knows what the fuck I'm talking about. You you don't even like Waffle House. Mize at 2 a.m. Mize at 2 a.m. <laughs> the poetry crew. All my spoke, spoke, shout out to all my spoken word niggas. We've ended up at Mize so many times. No one gets thrown out of my eyes. We almost got thrown out of my eyes. Um, I definitely miss outside there. And the third one that made me miss outside is the legendary Lawrence and Issa hooking back up episode of Insecure. (laughs) Because before they hooked up, wasn't that the best date of all time? Do you not miss being able to go out guilt-free and just being able to hop from spot to spot? Let's go eat here. We good. Let's go walk for a minute. Oh, some people are doing that now. Uh, some people are doing that now. <laughs> yeah. I'm definitely talking to the people that are doing what they're supposed to do. 
um, and let's we'll walk around here. Oh man, it's a art. It's a little. It's a little art installation. I know they set up over here. You want to walk with me real quick? Yeah, let's do that. And you come away with some shit. And it, it, I, I miss that level of spontaneity in my life. I miss being able to be out with somebody and go, man, are you hungry? Let's hit tacos a go-go Yeah. at Friday at 1 in the morning. Damn. Get some fucking breakfast tacos. Walk out of there. Be able to, we, we be sitting on the fucking... On the fucking train stop, across the way, eating. I kind of hate you right now. Walk over the fuck. Then we walk over the fucking alley cat in the in the twilight hours. Get some overpriced hard poured drinks. Hard motherfucking poured drinks. Oh man, I miss you, Bevin. I do. I just swear I miss Bevin. She's still out there. I, I, I know she's definitely yeah. out there. God bless her too. And shout out to Bevin. I think she has her own. Um, Beverage pack at OST Liquor. They 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 named like a little beverage pack after her. Hit her with the fucking air horns, baby. Shout out to Bevan, man. Always a, a, a woman about town, a woman who loves her city. We love you to death. Um, but yeah, I just all that makes me miss outside, man. That's my that's my top thing yeah. that make me miss outside. What 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 do you miss about outside? Uh, I mean, for me, just. Just seeing anything travel related throughout the year, um, yeah. Whether it's you know one-off excursions that my friends have taken, or um, you know for some reason there've been a shit ton of travel ads that hit my feed this year. Cause like, you, cause you black, and they and they looking, <laughs> they looking for us to destroy another tourist spot. Yeah, I mean we've colonized Tulum, Tulum fully. We've destroyed Tulum. Yeah, Tulum is Wakanda now. <laughs> um, yeah, and you know, just anything travel related. Uh, you know, I, I will, I will travel in twenty twenty one. Same, I'm, I'm confident. I know. Same, that. I gotta get the fuck out of here. I gotta get a job first, but I gotta get the fuck out of here. Yeah, but uh, yeah, a lot of um, just seeing anything travel related. Um, seeing how Australia <laughs> is dealing with shit. What the fuck is going on in Australia? Shit. Does somebody open the fucking hell mouth? Every time I look at Australia, some shit's going on. Oh, what happened now? Didn't you see the shit where there's like sea foam everywhere? Oh, that, that's and it's all snakes in it? Yeah. I mean, but besides that, they did something right with COVID. And they're that's out, I mean, they're out and about, you know, doing their thing and just Nature gave them no choice but to social distance. When I see people from yeah, when I see people from Australia on, on like the IG stories and it's not a it's not a fa- it's not a flashback. It's right now. Listen, when you have a country where there are just whole regions where there are trees trees full of spiders yeah. and the whole tree is webbed up. Yeah. Social distancing is not a problem. Hey. Sea foam Maybe we need that, that washes yeah. snakes up on the shore? That, that is nature telling you to sit the fuck down. Maybe that's what we need. Look, look. They need, if Texas they, really want to get Texas, let some alligators come out. I mean, let's, you know, maybe we need some sea foam with snakes to wash up into some of these bars around here. Agreed. <laughs> I got invited to a New Year's Eve party. That promotes social distancing when the dude showed me the video 
there were literally hundreds of people in in the spot and shoulder to shoulder. I was like, okay, fifty fifteen overrun with snakes would be the most amazing content you've ever seen in your life. Let's go. Oh man, not that I wish snakes on anybody, but at the same time, y'all need to sit the fuck down. But the more honest answer to your question is, I haven't missed outside as much because I've discovered what's inside. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Shut up. Yeah. He barely said that with a straight face. I'm full of shit. (laughs) Barely said that with a straight face. I'm not going to let him get away with that. Um... Uh, let's see. Favorite uh, favorite content. We always do our favorite content. Mm. Not a lot of content. Just really dropped hardcore. Yeah. Um. So you know. Uh. I guess. Uh, Easy answer for me is Mandalorian. Um, Mandalorian was a good one. That was that was a good one. Um. And a late a late surprise for me because I had no intention of watching this. Uh, industry on HBO. Oh, that's a new joint. Yeah. Okay. I. I, I at first, I couldn't really watch it. I couldn't get into it because it reminded me too much of my old life in banking. Okay. And the more I watched it, I was like, oh, shit. This is uh, euphoria for people with a job. So, oh. okay. <laughs> I, I fuck with it. It's, it's pretty, it's pretty, it's pretty, yeah. Um, music? Anything? Uh, man, I don't... What's weird about this year when it comes to music is I've just been listening to playlists so much because, again, yeah. I spend so much time in this room. Yeah. I just put on music and I just Let listen to stuff. There. Yeah. And so I, there's nothing specifically from any artist that's jumped out to me this year. It's just um, I will say that I've listened to more, more of a variety of music than I have in previous years, um, which is not reflected in my spotify recommendations but um because they you know apparently i only listen to rap (laughs) where's all the afro beat that i've been listening to this year y'all are hoeing they just started to mix me up a little bit on spotify um i can say for music uh i really enjoyed uh thundercats Mm. thundercats joint uh, Thundercat, I mean, Thundercat's one of those people where it's not a matter of if it's going to be good. It's a matter of when it's coming out so I can listen to it and it's good. Yeah. Um, I, 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 I've never heard a bad Thundercat project. Um, uh, my favorite, definitely for me, and this bleeds into music and movies, but the Photograph soundtrack has stuck with me hardcore. Mm. That is a vibe. Yeah. That's a whole vibe. Uh, definitely pops up in my Friday night re-up mm-hmm. uh, playlist. Um, uh, the, and as the movie, which is the last movie I saw in theaters uh, before the fall of the Republic. Um, uh, I'm glad it's making the, re- the rounds again on HBO because I'm seeing people have a, kind of have a new appreciation for it being able to see it a couple of times and really kind of understand the vibe that was at play there. Um, th- that's going to be one of our black, like, cause you know, the drive-ins Wait, are going to come. Which back. movie? The photograph. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's going to be one of our, that's going to be a, a black drive-in movie. 100%. It's going to be the new love Jones. I don't know about the new love Jones. 
Love Jones, because Love Jones is just hard to beat on a lot of levels. Yeah. Um, I don't think we're going to see that style, that conversational style of filmmaking going forward too much. There's just too many writers that go into any one script, and yeah. there's, too mu- there's too much money that goes into any one script. But having said that, I feel like there was a genuineness that came through in the photograph that really stuck with me that really that really stuck with me and um i'm glad i'm glad it's making the rounds again i'm glad i'm glad people are appreciating it let me tell you something um if your lover if your significant other doesn't look at you like lakeith stanfield looks at Issa ray the whole movie <laughs> don't 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 bother don't bother don't waste your time Every time he looked at her, I don't think he ever took his eyes off of her the whole movie. But every time he looked at her, it was like, like you know what, you know the vibe, you know the vibes. We're we're getting naked. We're getting naked the first time we're alone immediately. <laughs> Which true to true to fashion, they almost got naked the first time they they were alone. Um, TV, um, Euphoria, Euphoria came in at the last minute for me because I I binged it a couple weeks ago. Was that this year? Uh, it was last year, but I just uh, got to it. I got I, you. You know, I'm, I, I count bingeables too, since there was not too much content out. Yeah. Um, Euphoria mm-hmm. was definitely a vibe. Uh, Euphoria was a lot to think on, and it was, a, and it terrifies me for the youth. Mm. But uh, yeah, I, that was wonderful, and I have a new found appreciation for Zendaya. Yeah, that I did not have previously. Um, so yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to whatever. I think we're supposed to get another season special in January. In January, it's supposed to be for Jules, I think. Ah, I'm oh, I'm definitely looking forward to that. That was what I thought this one was gonna be. Yeah, uh, so yeah, I'm looking forward to that. That ought to be good. Um, other than that, I think just for me, it was, it was a lot of it was a lot of good music. Like, uh, Kaylani had a good album. And music comes out so fast, it kind of got, it kind of came and went. Yeah, that's the thing. Like music, this especially this year, like it just seemed, it it just popped up. Yeah. Like, hey, so and so's out today. Oh, okay, cool. Listen to it a couple times, and then a few days later, oh, so and so dropped today. Yeah. You know, Kalani had a good one, so yeah, I'll, I'll take that. Um, I think it's really it for our favorites. Like I said, not a lot of, not a whole hell of a lot of content dropped. Um. Oh, I did like the gentleman. I still haven't watched it. You gotta see I, that, I, man. I actually I got it saved to my computer. I just have not watched it. Thank you for reminding me. If you have ever liked, if you have ever been a Guy Ritchie fan, Which especially that British that that British caper, yeah. lock, stock, and two smoking barrel shit, you'll like the gentleman. Yeah. Um, he had a great cast to work with too. Um, I think that's about it for favorites. We can go ahead and take a break there. All right. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna take a quick break. We'll be right back with more foolishness and fuckery. You're listening to Opinions While Black Sober Conversation with the least sober team in podcasting. Pour up. And we're back. Mm-hmm. We're black. Yep. We're opinionated. And I've just been on a slow sip and pour, uh, getting a little toasty here. Drinking water today. 
um, I, I I ordered out, and so I got the large, the large Dr Pepper. So I just added what I had to the large <laughs> Dr Pepper. So it's been a long yeah, sip. Yeah, that's that's a that's a pretty big cup. And I and and I and I I poured three or four times to try to get the pour right. He did. And I probably had it right after the second. I was like, this is that's that's all pour at this point. This is all pour. No right pepper. Now. Um. Time for white people must be stopped. Um, let's see what, uh, what now. White people have been fucking up quite a bit, but uh, they've had a year. Yeah, they did, man. Um, most now, now most recently, uh, the the Breonna Taylor Memorial. The there was a statue, little bust of her in Oakland, has already been vandalized. Uh, they don't know who, but they they beat the shit out of that little. They they beat the shit out of that bust. That took no time at all. Mm-hmm. I thought we were going to get a good day. Nine months out of it. <laughs> oh, no. no. No, that didn't happen. No. That did not happen. Uh, I was, I have vastly o- overestimated the good taste of racists. <laughs> um, they beat the shit out of a little thing. That's disgusting. Um, and it just goes to show how not only did America not really give do right by Breonna Taylor, the culture, we just, we didn't do right by her. Breonna Taylor deserved a memorial that was way less easy to vandalize than that. That's the way they beat that shit up. That shit looked like it was made of plaster of Paris. Hey, on every level, we didn't do right by her. I just know the George Floyd mural in third ward has not been touched. Oh, Oh, so you know, the fucking vibes. They ain't come. They, uh, and one thing about racists in Houston, they don't commute. Nope. They they will not. Their gentrification only goes so far. They keep that shit in Spring. Yep. They keep that shit in Side Creek. Tomball. Tomball. Magnolia looking ass. Uh, Clear Lake, all that. They keep that shit out there. Um. Uh, let's see, what else? Aunt Becky Lori Laughlin got let out of prison after two months. Shocking. Um, She... Does not look hardened in any way. No. Uh, I'm sure she has not come out learning kung fu like old boy in the raid. And is her kid still in school? Uh, most likely. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm certain of it. She won. Um, one thing they glazed over was this protest in Oregon. Two things they glazed over. There was protests in Oregon where they bum-rushed the, the, the state, what, the capital? Mm-hmm. They bum rushed the Capitol building with mostly impunity. This is a bunch of anti-maskers and anti-vaxxers, uh, white people, old white people That's too. All, yeah, bum rushed the. F- I mean, I mean, who else lives in Oregon? Bum rushed the fuck out of the state Capitol building. Um, were arrested. If any of them were arrested, they were arrested and detained quietly. Um, which you know, I don't even have to finish that sentence. Would just never happen to us. Um, they were armed. Hmm. There's just a lot of holy shit in that, and they, and they and they were ready to go. Those were those were automatic weapons. Come on, guys, come on out. All right, guys, come on, get in the car. Just never happened. Um, and also there was a bomber. What was it Nashville? In Nashville, yeah. Um, guy. Had some some type of explosive material in an RV, parked it 
In front of an AT&T building. In front of an AT&T building, and it made, it was a recording. Yeah, a 15-minute recording counting down to the explosion. So he was nice enough to let everybody evacuate. Yeah. Uh, I don't know how how long 15 minutes is to get out of the AT, AT&T building, but as far as I know, we're, I don't think there were a lot of casualties. Besides him. Besides him. Yeah. Uh, he, had, he was really trying to get out of that phone bill. <laughs> oh, damn. I did hit you with the explosion. Fucking, okay. Fucking pass due balance. And just said, fuck that shit. Um, AT&T look, will gouge you. Now. You know what they did? They, they did like Sprint. They cut his shit off over a penny. Sprint will cut your shit off over 20 cents. Oh, you thought you would get unlimited data. Well, damn, bitch, somebody got a quarter I can borrow? Um, wait, I, white people are fucking savages. White people are mad. White people are fucking animals now. Now? They have to be stopped. And, and you know, I always, I, always, I, I always hesitated to say evil because I always felt like evil was... a. I always, same thing with Trump. I always felt like evil was something that required a level of intellect that these motherfuckers don't have. It that it that's untrue. Yeah, that's saying, untrue. You can be evil and stupid. Yeah. Like it, you know, I've been I've been saying i in my head, evil requires to be like Doctor Doom. In 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 real life, evil is more like syndrome. <laughs> You caught me monologuing. Um, what is your biggest white people must be stopped moment of 2020? Um, the entire election cycle. Hell yeah! Just the the entire election cycle. Just what a shit show. It, it you know, and all of course this all this all goes back to how our entire electoral system is is created to begin with um but the fact that from i mean i can go back to years ago everyone knew everyone knew that this election would be full of shit we knew that some shit would happen we knew what the result would be and we knew that there would still be shit and all those things have, have played out and it's 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 just I think to me the the thing that gets me is that people people have the capacity to conveniently forget the energy they had four years ago. So four years ago it was, hey, guess what? She lost the election. Move on. Move on. We got it. What are we gonna do next? Right. Four years later, it's he lost the election. Oh, it, so it must have been fixed. And we're just going to double and triple and quadruple down on how shit, how this shit is rigged to the point where you just create your own group of electors to to file electoral votes. And you're still going to present them to Congress knowing full well that you lost this shit like that. That shit to me is it's the ultimate sense of entitlement where 100 percent you are so used to getting your way. That you have to, if 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 you don't get your way, then you have to create so much of a fuss about it that you attempt to convince other people that something had to have been rigged for you to not get your way. And and to me, it's not just it's not just about Trump. 
it's symptomatic symptomatic of an entire mindset where people are so used to having things laid out the way that they want to that if it's not they have to do anything in their power to make it their way regardless or change the conversation to convince the more foolish out there that something must be wrong with the system if i did not get my way it, it's it, everybody who just wants to speak to the manager now yeah that, and that's that's all it is this this whole our whole electoral system is let me speak to the manager i didn't get my way let me speak to my manager so you can give me a 20 percent off coupon um maybe get the tax off of whatever i just bought and send me on my way before this part before you got here for the podcast i was looking at um it was on Instagram. Someone recorded a nine one one call where this lady called from a McDonald's parking lot um, from the drive through of McDonald's. Oh shit! Um, she's in the drive through and she called nine one one. She called the police because they did not make her burger the way that she wanted it made. Oh my god! And the 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 person who's answering the call for the police is like. Um, yeah, so we're not going to send anybody out there for that because this is not an actual police emergency. And the woman on the phone went through this whole breakdown about how, you know, they didn't get it right and, you know, blah, blah, blah. And the woman was like, so you're asking for the police to come out there to have them fix your bacon cheeseburger? And the woman said, the role of the police is to protect me. From what? Exactly. From what? And and, 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 and and that's the thing. Like, it's not protection. It's you want it your way. And that's that's how that is how white people have treated the legal system the entire time. It's not about right or wrong. It's not about protection. It's about enforcing my belief in that I should have what I want. It's making me feel better. Yeah. Is there anybody is there any establishment in the service industry more entitled in fast food at least than McDonald's customers? Starbucks. Okay, I'll give you that one. Hands down. I don't well, okay, I don't know. Here's why I don't know. I've seen a video. It is a legendary video at this point where this woman asked for chicken McNuggets while it was breakfast time. You know, this is back when McDonald's was staunch on that shit. It's, it's breakfast. We don't serve. We we don't have chicken McNuggets right now. Why not? Because we don't. When I say this woman tried to jump through the drive-through window and beat the guy's ass, I've seen that one. And they closed the door on her, only for her to like go Super Saiyan and break it yeah. and break the glass with her bare hands and I, drive away. I would let her in the window. Now come on in. <laughs> come on in. Jamal, Jamal, turn the camera off. Turn the camera off, Jamal. <laughs> Hours later. Now, what happened, ma'am? You, you said you got your ass dragged? <laughs> Jamal says, I don't know what she's talking about, man. She jumped through that window, and she must have bumped the camera on her way in. And shit, I, I'm still on fries, so I don't, I don't even know what she's talking about. <laughs> She must have split her head open on the, on the ice cream machine. I don't. I don't really know what happened, sir. I just. I just make minimum wage, sir. So I, I'm not really sure what happened. No, nah, but I still. I still think that Starbucks. Starbucks people are a whole different breed unto themselves. That's true. Because they have. 
Starbucks has bred a culture of people who want things done in such a specific and exclusive fashion that the 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 expectation is that you need to make see at least with McDonald's you know if you want nuggets you're just gonna get nuggets. You're gonna get nuggets. There's nothing special about it. When you go to Starbucks, you don't get coffee. You get something that is catered specifically to your taste. Right. At that moment. And that shit could be half whip, half soy, venti, whatever the fuck, caramel, macchiato, whatever. I can say working across the street from a Starbucks for 10 years, that this is 100% true. I'm going to add to what you're saying. Mm -hmm. So entitled, they have no problem walking behind the counter and yeah to get their drink when it's not even their drink right if it was your drink it would be over there on this counter yeah but it's not on that counter because it ain't ready it ain't ready or it's part of a larger order that ain't yours so get the fuck from back here i is everything in me despite not working there it was everything in me to not snatch this old white man who walked right by me to walk around the counter I thought maybe the man was. I thought maybe the man had dementia, mm-hmm. and he was lost. No, he was just white. No, he was just white and going to get his shit. And I watched a couple of people. It's always people over in the village that are coming from like jogging. Mm-hmm. How do you? How, how the fuck do you end your jog with coffee? <laughs> what the fuck? Or how do you start your jog with coffee? Why are you jogging with coffee and not shit on yourself? Yeah, I don't understand that. How's that? How is that a, re- a good recovery drink? What the fuck, fuck is wrong with white people, man? I don't understand. It, y'all, y'all know the vibes. <laughs> Send your racist stories, your real life racist encounters, along with your questions for myself and D. Randall to opinionswildblack at gmail.com. And don't forget to visit opinionswildblack.com, the new and improved opinionswildblack.com uh, for all of your listening needs of find uh different venues to listen to us uh if you have questions for us on the business end uh if you want to buy merch learn more about uh the most the least sober team in podcasting do all that at the new and improved opinionswildblack.com we'll be right back with your listener letters and the 2020 stfu awards this is houston's most savage podcast pour up And we are back. Mm. We are black. Mm. We are opinionated. And this is all liquor right now. This is just... It's all <laughs> liquor. I'm, Fortunately, there's a lot of ice. I refill, I, I refill the water because I, I know it's coming. Fortunately, there's a lot of ice in here to offset that. Mm. Um, oh, my God. Here we go. Um, it is time for your listener letters. All right. Y'all showed up and showed out. Damn it. Uh, Contessa Louise Cooper, mm-hmm. uh, shout to her for the wonderful work she did on the, uh, new and improved opinionswildblack.com. Uh, find her at, uh, Contessa Louise on, uh, Instagram. Find her as Contessa Louise Cooper on Facebook. 
for all of your um, website furnishing needs. There we go. Um, I want to. She writes. I want to know which was your most listened to episode of the year, and why do you think it was? Well, this is an easy one. I don't. Well, I don't have the analytics in front of me or any of that shit. <laughs> I wish I did. I'm pretty sure we know, but go for it. I feel like for this year, it was the, uh, I don't remember the number and I don't remember the title, but it was the, um, right when the riot started. Ooh. It was the episode right when the riot started. Yeah. And we talked about Jay-Z and we talked about, man, we had a, we, we had a whole thing. Um, and uh, the reason the reason it was the most listened to was one I think it was I think it was definitely one of our best episodes where we really took what we do to the next level. Um, maybe it was the first episode we did coming off of that little uh, quarantine hiatus because we did take a little bit of a break. And, yeah, yeah, and we must have come back right into it. Um, it was it was I think it was like maybe it was ninety something. It was going right into the hundreds. But one of the reasons I think that is is because it ended up on uh, the AV Club. Yeah. Uh, we got written into an article on the AV Club. Um, we had to share an article with Amanda Seals, but, you know, whatever. Um, <laughs> I, you know, I wasn't happy about that shit. Uh, damn, I, damn I, can't, I, I, I can't think of the number or anything. But... Yeah, we had a long talk about the riots, uh, not going to Biter, Texas. Ooh, yeah, I, I wasn't. I wasn't gonna go out like that. We were. We were fucking wasted. <laughs> we were just, just, I can't. And, I, and for the life of me, I can't remember what number it was. It, we were definitely getting close to hundred or hundred one. Um. Yeah, I can't see from here, but uh, we got a couple. Uh... Oh, and it was the same episode that got featured on Bonfire Radio. Shout out to our uh, our our podcast uh, sibling family out there in Brooklyn, New York. Uh, shout out to Keith, shout out to Conscious uh, for their uh, what was it? Their uh, audio their audio festival. Yeah, uh, their audio weekend podcast festival. Uh, thank you very much for uh, featuring us there. Um, I wish again. I wish I knew what the number was. I can't think. Of it. I see episode seventy five. I think seventy five. That was that was well. That was back in February. Uh, that was one of them. I don't. That was that was the highest played one this year. Randall's looking at the actual analytics. Now, yeah, so we know what the fuck we're talking. But about. we but see we don't we don't care about numbers. We go off of the, what 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 kind of response we've gotten from people. Yeah. The vibe. Yeah. Um, and we definitely had a we definitely got big vibes off of that, and we definitely got a lot of uh, listenership attracted off of off of that episode. So I feel really good about that one. Um, thank everybody for making that a big episode too. Um, I think it was one of the first times where you know we're kind of we were right in the middle of a horrible, horrible thing, and. Yeah, that one was. Oh, is this the one? Well, that one was. That one was right after the Kobe death. Um, yeah. There was a lot of shit going on right there. I was being totally too excited about a new Issa Rae film. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know, y'all. That was my review. Yeah, I, I definitely was very <laughs> excited about the photograph. 
which I just got through fucking talking about again. Thank you very much. Um, yeah, thank y'all. But uh, yeah, thank y'all for making that episode a vibe. Thank y'all for uh, supporting us. And any episode where we talk about Jason Whitlock, basically. Any episode <laughs> we talk about Jason Whitlock, somebody just hit us up on the social medias and was like, "Man, I'm still thinking about that Jason Whitlock shit you said." Oh. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Uh, Anthony Dusto asked, what would 50 Cent have to do to get off your shit list? We, we, I, I've told y'all before, we just have to throw him, have him thrown into the sun. We have to treat him like the Hulk and he can no longer exist here on earth. And we just have to put him, trick him into a rocket ship and just fly him out in space. Give him a little food for a few days. Uh, uh, give him some, give him some water and just see what happens. I, I don't care enough about 50 Cent to care. I mean, we can just go back in time and just not have him exist. That too. That too. That would work out just as fine for me. I like how you went into the, you know, what if we went back and killed Hitler thing. I, I, didn't, I mean, you know. I mean, I've never seen an episode of Power. So for me, that's pretty much like he doesn't <laughs> exist to me. So it's the same thing to me. Um, <clears throat> Let's see. David Santiago. Oh, shit. Says. What were your best memories of the year and what were your worst? <laughs> Signed, the multi-ethnic Edward Nigma. Uh, okay, Riddler, I see you. Best memories of the year. Go ahead, Randall. Best memories of the year. Um, this is going to sound sappy. Um, okay. You know, my my sister my sister my sister gave birth to a little boy back in May mm-hmm. um during what we thought <laughs> was the height of the pandemic um and it was it was it was kind of trying at times um but i think that the height of this year for me is is watching um watching my family circle around my sister and support her um and watching my young nephew now, you know, growing and developing into a healthy baby boy. Um, I know it sounds sappy. It's probably not the, you know, the shady shit that y'all wanted to hear. <laughs> <laughs> but that that that's, to me, that, that's been a real testament to, and, and it's kind of been the thing that I think we as a family have kind of tethered on to this year as a, as a positive in, in watching, um, and watching that happen. Mm-hmm. Um, in terms of what the is it low point of the year? The worst. The worst thing. <laughs> the year. <laughs> that's a lot to choose from. The I mean uh, that's my answer. Like the year is just the worst thing about this yeah. year. It it's, it's a lot of shit. I think it's just the constant, the constant cycle of of negativity from all fronts and everything. Here here's the thing. If you take the pandemic out of the equation, mm-hmm. I wonder if we still have the cascade of shit that we've had to deal with for the year. But the thing about the pandemic is that it, it kind of put us in place, or most of us in place, and it created kind of just a cycle of depressing news to pile on top of each other. Yeah, so you've got man. the pandemic along with all the shit you know, from civil injustice which we've been talking about for years, um, along with the election, which we've been talking about for years, 
and it everything just kind of rolled into just a cycle of every day to the point where everyone everyone categorically recognizes 2020 is the worst year ever it was kind of the ugly side of the 24-hour news cycle yeah and and just being reminded of that every day like all the just being reminded every day of everything that's fucked up about this year 100% is to me it just it has a cumulative cumulative effect of just like yeah i can't even put it into words it's just an emotion just um that that's i guess been it for me what about you um best best memory of 2020 is probably those last days i spent with my my old crew from the store um it was hellish and it was just when COVID was becoming a reality for people. Mm -hmm. And that final weekend of people just, I mean, it was a, uh, it was a never ending line. It was one of those clearance sales where everything had to get the fuck out. So everybody was trying to get their, get their bags worth of shit. Cause everything you can fit in a bag for like $10 or something. Mm. Um, and so, it was one of these things where it was hellish conditions because, and we didn't realize how bad it was or how scary. It, it's very scary in retrospect because everybody was was shoulder to shoulder, mm-hmm. wall to wall. There was not a free spot in the entire store. Mm-hmm. The line went up the stairs and through the aisles. No social distancing. Nowhere, nobody wearing a mask. Masks weren't a thing at the time. Masks were not a thing at the time yet. And it was becoming a reality in Houston. Yeah. And looking back on it, it was like, what the fuck were we, th- what were we doing? <laughs> and it was mostly us on one end of the store that we had kind of cordoned off where all the, where all the, the warehouse stuff was being placed so people would know not to walk over there, which didn't stop some white people. No. And it was us kind of just trying to, like... Not hide from the crowd, but just not be swallowed up. Yeah. And overcome. That was terrifying. But we were all suffering through it together. We're all making jokes. We're all there for each other. Mm-hmm. We're all there. We, and it was kind of the accumulation of these years of camaraderie and these years of good relationships. And taking care of each other and just learning how to be better people yeah. that got us through it. And got us through it kind of unscathed. And it made standing at a, having to take your turn standing at a fucking register for three or four hours on end not so bad. And it's why I always tell people, despite the, the some of the horrible things I had to go through towards the end with management despite some of the horrible things that we, that I had to put up with from, from a select few customers working that job taught me, helped me to become a better human being. And I would not be the human being I am now. And I would not have the clarity I have about how we treat other in the, how we treat other people even in times that are not comfortable for all of us. Yeah. I would not have that having not worked that job learning from that from that diverse group of people. And it was just the culmination 
of everything that I kind of learned and it was the culmination of all these relationships I had built. So those final days kind of stuck out for me, even though I was counting down the days I was going to get the fuck out of there. Um, worst would probably be, would also be the final days because there was an uncertainty. I wanted to be out of there and I, I, I just felt it was time, but there was also this uncertainty of not knowing what was next. Of not knowing whether there was going to be, I was confident I was going to get work because, you know, the Republic hadn't crumbled yet. Um, <laughs> you know, I had severance and I had, an, and I had, an, I had it in my head that it was, this was going to be my little like Black Panther spirit walk or whatever, where I learned some things about myself and I go on this journey and. Oh, and, did you know? And rebuild these relationships and all this, and all this, all this kind of like, uh, uh, Miles Teller rom-com movie shit. Half of that did not happen. <laughs> a lot of that did not happen. Yeah. I am still unemployed. Um, until 2021. By choice. By choice. Uh, and that's the thing I have to keep reminding myself. I was telling myself, I was, t- me and my friend were talking about this. It's like, it's not like you can't get a job. And it's not like you're not going to get a job and that you're not qualified for anything. You just, you just try not to fucking catch COVID. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, there was un- uncertainty as to, it felt like starting over. It felt like starting from the, from, from, from the bottom when it took me so long to get to the point I was, I had respect at this place and people, the customers, there were people that, that respected me and, and, and you, and in the working class, you don't get that every day. And I was scared to lose that. And you just have to take that and, and I learned you just have to take that and internalize it and carry that respect that you got with you there and build that into confidence going forward. Um, so it was it was the worst because it was so terrifying. The unknown is always terrifying. Right. So, but I, 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 you know, but I, I, I'm happy, I'm happy, I'm healthy, um, and I'm looking forward to a lot of good prospects going into 2021. Dope. Um, uh, that was, I know that was a long way around that question. I was trying to kind of lightning around these questions a little better. Uh, Remy Braff, shout out to Remy Braff at Lit BKNY. I'm actually wearing a Lit BKNY shirt now. Um... If you would if you would like this shirt, which you can't see, uh, it has a big familiar yellow star on it. If you like cartoons, um, visit litbky.com. Yeah, uh, I got my uh, my my order in from them last week, so thank you for, hey, for the timely service. Um, do we, we still have a promo code? I, if hey, it, in case we do, I'm still going to say it. It's opinions while black. Get twenty percent off. Hey, and uh, hopefully they'll honor it because <laughs> I didn't. I mean, they will. They'll probably. They're good. They're, 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 good pro- they're probably will. They're, they're good, good people. Hey, and good stuff. Y'all, y'all need to check them out. Good shirts. Uh, Remy Braff wanted to know, um, what's your favorite moment of all the shows you've undoubtedly binge watched all year? Ooh, damn. So 
I didn't binge watch a lot, a whole lot of new shit. I'm one of those people that I'll put on some some shit that I know will get me through what I'm doing. Like if I'm working out, I'll put on some shit I know I can. Oh, I oh I took this amount of time. Uh, I worked out for two episodes of Young Justice, or you know whatever. I will say my of the binge watching this year, um, and shit that was overdue for a binge watch. I I finally my first re binge watching of Daredevil. Mm. This year, this for for twenty twenty. Okay. My first re binge watching of Daredevil since season three wrapped. Okay. Um. My favorite moment of all of those, I have to say, is probably really any moment in season three, but. The season, but the episode where he gets jumped in the where Daredevil gets jumped in the prison, yeah, and he 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 went there he went there with like Foggy's ID, but the kingpin like comes in over the yeah. over the speaker and you're like holy shit as gritty and as realistic as this show is this is the show's real villain moment yeah because that's some villain shit yeah. Where Doctor Claw, the evil genius, comes in over the sta- over the radio, and you know you're fucked. And he was half like drugged, yeah, beating the living shit out of everybody for like a four block radius. <laughs> and they still managed to make it a tracking scene. Yeah, um, yeah, that was lit. I have to say that was that was hella lit. Um, so that was probably it was. It's probably between that and the episode of Euphoria. When Zendaya pulls her little sister's uh, little boyfriend Ooh. in the other room and starts charging him up and threatening and threatening to to get him like prison raped by like characters from The Wire. Yeah. When she said she yeah. was gonna get Brother Muzon on that Muzon ass, on that ass. <laughs> and looked and he was terrified and ended it with now go in there and tell my sister she looks pretty. Rue is such a fucking troll. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> um, let's see. Best moment for binging. I believe it was from this year. Uh, Gangs of New York. I'm not, not gang, Gangs of London. Gangs of Lo- Oh, is Gangs that good? Lo- yes. Okay. Okay. Yes, it is. Um, it's gritty. I think it, Lenny James is in that. Yeah. Oh, then I'm watching it. Yeah. I'm it, watching it. It, um... It, the the first, I didn't know what to expect, first of all. I heard a couple of people talking about it, like, you know, check it out, go see it, whatever, blah, blah, you know, watch it if you can. Yeah. Um, so I, I found a way to watch it. And I want to say the first, it might have been the first episode where they had, they had a fight scene in there that was on par with some shit that you see from like the raid and the raid redemption. Oh shit. I was like, Oh, okay. So it's that kind of show. BBC uh, been making some lit shit recently. Yeah. And you know that they had a couple scenes like that for that, for the season. I, I don't know if this is one season or if it's going to be, you know, if it's a limited right. series or whatever. Um, but it was actually overall, it was a well thought out, well crafted story. That has some lit ass fighting scenes in it, um, featuring black characters, and I was like, "Yo, boys are going in." 
That's pretty lit. I gotta check that out. I'm I'm always down to watch something with Lenny James in it. Yeah, and he's and, one of my favorite actors. And check out Zero 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 also. Zero Zero Zero, got it. That is on, I want to say Prime Video. Okay, I think I'll do that. Um, that I was another. Watch the Expanse too. I I want to go back and start Expanse from the beginning because I, I I catch it from bits and pieces and I yeah. I, I just. I just I've never gotten a good feel for it, but I have to start it over as well. Yeah, because at this point I've, I've forgotten what it was about. But um, I just think hands. I hope this isn't a question that we get. Um, but I think hands down, um, TV moment of the year has to be the, the Mandalorian season finale for me. One hundred percent. Just and I don't care what y'all say about fan service. We told y'all about that last week. Right. Right. Yeah. The the, the fact that they they could keep that under wraps for a year. And now that I'm going back and I'm watching the the gallery little yeah. documentary that they always do, yeah. And they're and now they're, you know, this is them like the making of the entire season and and all the thought and care that went into introducing these characters that were you know brought in from different areas of the the Lucasfilm universe, um, and how they integrated them thoughtfully into this show. I like yeah yeah just George Lucas. Move aside. Let let John Favreau let take over. Do, yeah, yeah. How the fuck is Rosario Dawson still fine in alien makeup, bro? Like, anyway. Because Cory Booker hasn't corrupted her yet. <laughs> <laughs> um, we got uh, Tay Freeman. Um, congratulations on graduating. Uh, have she wants to know? Have you tried those Crown Royal cocktails yet? What the? Oh, okay. Have you heard about this? No. But the black side of me is very interested. Crown Royal is doing a thing where they put like Mm-mm. I think they have I think they have like cans where they have like whiskey and soda, uh... or they have like whiskey and coke, or they have like I don't know. Um, they 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 have pre made cocktails. I've been seeing a lot of that lately. I don't. I I haven't tried them because Instacart does not. Specs does not offer it for delivery for Instacart. Um, uh, I'll maybe I'll try like DoorDash or one of these other motherfuckers. I don't know, but um, they they don't offer it. But I am curious about it. Anytime they send you a, but anytime they pre make a cocktail like that, it's never going to be as strong as what you would drink. I and that's you know. And the great bartenders of Houston have spoiled me that way. The and I, I'm looking at it now. Um, I know I saw whiskey and cola. I I see quite a. F- oh no, these aren't the ones. Um, yeah, there's like whiskey and cola. It, I, there are a couple of flavors that I I don't remember now, but no, I'm looking at the actual Crown Royal site with. Well, they're, oh, okay. Were they giving us ideas for it? I'm like, well, gotcha, that, that's gotcha, not gotcha. that bad. Um, it looks it looks a little questionable. Uh, oh, I see. Um, nah, I'm, I'm gonna pass on it. Uh, just on principle. Yeah. Um, the thing about Crown, um, as any well-minded Negro knows, um, you pour it yourself, and you. You mix it with whatever you want to mix in with it, um, because whatever's in that can, <laughs> I already know is not going to work. 
They got some dollar store cola or something. Yeah, looking at the, and looking at the can itself, like, like you know, they don't have like a Coca Cola dealer or some shit. The size of the pour is probably the size of that can. So oh, whatever you're mixing it with is it's going to dilute it severely. Um, seven percent alcohol. That, yeah. That's that's going to be a no for me, dog. Pass. Um, without having tried it, I'm going to say no. Yeah, that's uh, a hard pass. I keep crowning in the house. And I, do I, yeah, and I, you know, I, I drop little droplets of other mixtures in there with it every once in a while. Yeah. Um, but nah, we, we, we're going to say no for I that. I did crown apple with vanilla eggnog and it was delicious. It sounds like, yeah. That was, first of all, I didn't know vanilla eggnog was a thing. Vanilla eggnog is delicious. It's cereal milk. Yeah. It's cereal milk. And it, I love it. It sounds like the best tasting diabetes out there. And cereal milk with Crown Royal is delicious. Yeah, I need to get an insulin shot after that. Um, yeah, oh, what, oh, one hundred percent, one hundred percent. My my mom wants some. She has to check her sugar twice a day. It's not gonna happen. Yeah, wear compression socks and drink that shit. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Doctor Zimmerman ain't whooping my ass. Got Fuck a, that. Got to prick your finger. Uh, Tay also asked, and are we still after that Uber driver who didn't help you, who didn't help moms out, who didn't help moms out that car? Yeah. On site. Yeah. On site forever. Yeah. I have to go back. I have to actually go back and look up his information on site forever. These hands, they refunded me for that trip and still on site forever. These hands do not expire. <laughs> <laughs> That's the shirt. That's the shirt. All right. <laughs> um, we got to get on our Black Hands Matter shirts. <laughs> um, Thomas Waters. What up, Tom? Ask, uh, who would win in a fight to the death? Megatron or Galvatron? Bruh. Come on, bro. A planet versus a gun? First of all, well, okay. Let's look at it like Wait. this. No, no, no. Unicron is the planet. Unicron. Galvatron is Galvatron the new is gun. The upgraded Yeah, he's Megatron. the new gun. Yeah. The old, usually the classics are the best. The oldies are the goldies. Megatron, see, Galvatron was all power. That's how he fucked over Optimus mm-hmm. in the movie. Wasn't the movie? Yeah, that was how he fucked over Optimus. Megatron was about the mind. Megatron was a hard, he was a hard motherfucker. That's true. But Megatron was the mastermind of the shit. What we do Cause know, because he, he he had to actively have a he act, he actively had an employee that was always trying to overthrow him, and he kept him employed because he knew it was never gonna fucking happen because he's too stupid. Starscream, Starscream, of yeah. course. Yeah. Uh, what we do know, I do know the answer to this though. In either case, Optimus Prime dies in this movie. Yeah, that's fucking true. <laughs> he's gonna die within the first he, hour. He of the does movie. die like quickly, like. <laughs> I'm still a little heartbroken about that. Like that was that was kind of a culture shock as a child be, for me because as far as I'm concerned, as always, Optimus Prime was like the Superman of the Nintendo generation. <laughs> he was just unfuckwittable, and he wasn't just unfuckwittable because it, because he was good. He was good with the gun. He was unfuckwittable because he had like real morals and like. Yeah. Like he had Superman level like morals and and he had a belief in humanity being allowed to cook, and you that was Superman level shit. 
And you and you know, this is before Superman had died in the comics at one point. Yeah. You couldn't fuck with that. And they really jumped this man and killed him. But see, once and the thing is, once once Optimus died in the movie, in the, the nineteen eighty six movie, the real one, um he's like Mike Tyson, man. His chin just got weak after that. Like Optimus Prime been dying in everything since then. I tried to watch that Netflix Transformer series earlier this year. I watched the first one. That was and he was getting his ass. I was like, man, they start off with Optimus Prime getting his ass. Yeah, I'm like, I'm not watching this, man. The that the War on Cybertron. Yeah, man, I was so excited. I watched that first one. I watched like an hour. Of that that wasn't it. Yeah, that wasn't it. I, I, I and I don't know. I don't know what the new direction is for Transformers now, or what, but. Optimus Prime was a pump. Optimus Prime was a lame. In like, that he got his ass whooped from Cybertron to Earth. Get got towed off the fucking bone. That Come was an on, embarrassment, man. dog. Nah, man. man th- 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 Team Decepticon. I'll yeah, say man. whoever those writers are, defund them, motherfucker. <laughs> Fuck that shit. Um, good question, Tom. Uh, Artisy Elizabeth Turner uh, asks, "Who had an amazing year in music this year?" And who do you think got next in terms of music uh, next year? Good question. Because, um, again, not a lot of music came out. So a lot of this had to do with visibility. I'm going to say Toby. Yes. I agree. Uh, I Toby Nwigwe had a great year in music. Yeah. I agree. Uh, I, I think he was consistent from start to finish. He's had like two live shows yep. online. Very good features. Um, has actually grown his base or very organically this time around. One hundred percent. Um I I I can't I can't hate him for it. it. It's something that has not happened in an era like this before. Mm-hmm. Where they tell you that, you know, in order for you to grow your base you have to be in front of people and he he, he used all his resources at hand to um to make positive, positive strides in that area. And Summer Walker did, did pretty good despite not being a smart person. She got a... She did pretty good as far as airheads go. I'm sorry. I, and, that, and that's not the most... That's not the most feminist or intersectional thing I've, that I've ever said on this program. But Summer Walker is an airhead. Mm. Um... I, she, she did okay. She got... She had a lot of music out there in circulation. She had a lot of good features. Um... And uh, anybody that didn't know who Ari Lennox was definitely knows who Ari Lennox is now. Yeah. Um, I don't think she had a. Maybe she did have a better year last year. I think that I think I think last year was the year where I was like, "That's going to be her year." Yeah. Because I did make a prediction. Everybody was like, "Oh, you were right about Ari and Summer." Summer and Ari had a good year for not being able to uh, cope with the pandemic. Because, you know, they're more tied to labels. Right. And I think I don't think Toby's on a label. No. Um, so for so they definitely stayed visible. They definitely stayed on a lot of features. Uh, pretty good year for, for people that did not put out a lot of new content. Um, Thundercat had a good year for Thundercat. Um, you know, uh, I'm still seeing the Dragon Ball, man, the Dragon Ball do-rag video has been making the rounds for months now. <laughs> Bruh, if you have not seen Dragon Ball do-rag, that really? is the funniest shit. Have it's, you seen that shit? Yeah, it's pretty funny. Quinta running away from him. <laughs> that, was, <laughs> that was wonderful. I, I, just, I cannot get enough of that. Um, 
And I don't I don't really have a crystal ball to see who's popping next year. It's uh, <sighs> Yeah, it's tougher. It's tougher to determine this year. Yeah. Because last year we had the benefit of people dropping a lot of hot shit in the fourth quarter. Yeah. In the third and fourth quarter and being like, Oh, it's not getting a lot of traction, but I can see it coming and it's gonna get a lot of traction. Um so I would say it's hard to tell that's going to be a wait and see. Yeah, and 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 there's because not of, a lot of good music came, and not a lot of music came out at all this year. Yeah, Saint John. I see Saint John coming up. I I think next year is going to be interesting because if things start to open up, then we're going to see people releasing stuff that didn't do anything this year, especially like some of the bigger stars. Um, like because we didn't get anything from. We you know the the usual big names: Drake, Rihanna. Beyonce, yep, you know Drake been holding. Blackest King didn't. I don't know if it. I it did good in its rollout, but as far yeah. as rotation, I, although I don't think Blackest King music was made for that. Yeah, I, I think it was more of the, the visual thing. I agree. Um, uh, but so yeah, it's harder to tell because not a lot of people got a good start this year. For varying pandemic-related reasons, yeah. or else we'd be hearing about them, we'd be able to talk about them right now. Right. Um, so it. Uh, so I'm gonna. I'm gonna chalk this. I'm gonna talk. Who's Who's got next up? As a wait and see as to who uh, acclimates to. I guess this this next leg of the pandemic. Because um, that's gonna be the that's gonna be the real tell-all there. Yeah. Um. What else we got uh, on Twitter? I knew we'd have a few on Twitter. Uh, I know we got we probably got a tales to enrage somewhere. <laughs> I always have to go through all the. I'm I'm not as good at navigating as I am uh, anywhere else. Oh, tales to enrage wants to know what's the best opinions while black memory of 2020, and as a backup or a follow up. What's your favorite Jason Whitlock dunk of 2020? God damn. Oh, man. Um, I'll, I'll tell you right now on the Jason Whitlock side, this nigga said, this nigga Randall said his blood type was caramel. <laughs> I, I, keep, I keep those on deck. Um, favorite, I don't know, favorite, favorite memory of Opinions While Black for this year, I think, is... Um, us kind of coming back after after that four week break or whatever it was, yeah. And really, like we've really consistently hit it. I think we've maybe missed one episode. We've missed like since one, since that, maybe two. Yeah, one episode that whole time. Um, the consistency. I'm very proud of us. Yeah, and and it's just been it's been building in the in the engagement with everyone. Um, is building and. Uh, I actually love the fact that we we're getting a lot of letters now. I agree. Um, I, I to me that's the part that stands out is that when when it could have been we could have had every excuse under the sun to not make this work during this year when other people I know had trepidations about doing the same types of things. Yeah. Um, this has been one of the very few refuges this year. Agreed. Uh, for that outlet, and that's. That's the thing that I appreciate most about it. I feel, despite the message of soul, <laughs> I do feel very accomplished. 
I do feel very proud of consistently putting out content yeah. and giving people kind of a, somewhere to take their mind off of the pandemic um, or let out their frustrations. We talk about it every week. <laughs> right, right. It's one of those things. It was, And the funny thing was, it was one of those things where we, we, we tried our damnness mm-hmm. to keep pandemic-related stuff out, but eventually it was just, it's, it, it's, it's where we are. Yeah, it's the new normal, so everything's gonna start revolving around it. And we had to uh, uh, acclimate to that, and I think we've done that in a fun way, but we've also done that in a way that has allowed people to think about things. Yeah, and I, you know, I, I hope people have gotten something from that. Um, let's see. Here's one I guess I missed from last week. Uh, the awkward Lrian. Oh, hey, Marisha. Uh, wants to know, in case of secession, where are you moving? Oh, yeah, they are complaining about seceding from the union. Every First of all, for those of you that don't live here in Texas, just know that af- either after an election or right before midterms, but every probably, I'll say, five years or so, um, a bunch of the, a bunch of the fucking neckbeards and... Uh, these moron, uh, these moron representatives of ours start beating their chest, whining about seceding from the union. They've been doing it since Rick Perry. Um, it's never going to happen. They're not serious. And if we did secede from the union, they still have houses outside of the annex of Texas. I'm staying my ass right here. I'm staying the fuck here. The sunny side is not seceding. The south side is not seceding from the union. <laughs> Hiram Clark either. Hiram Clark say fuck all that shit y'all yeah. talking about. Y'all could take you know y'all could take Austin, Dallas, all that shit, whatever the fuck y'all want, and the north side of Houston. I don't give a shit. Staying right here. And, and you know why? Because guess what? Again, the racists ain't coming to the hood. Nope. They ain't coming here. The, I'll say that when everybody was worried about whether there's going to be violence, I was confident. The racists going to do all that racist shit where they at. Yep. Niggas, come to the hood. Come to the hood. Find you a side piece out here. <laughs> I didn't see that. <laughs> Find you a fucking side piece <laughs> out here and bring your ass to the hood. Uh, come get your butt rubbed. Side piece, though? I mean, or, or whatever. Or if you got a cousin out here, whatever. You committed, find you a side piece out here. Come out here. Uh, Come out here and get... Look, the the Click the Comments girls would support this. I, I know they would. Come out here and get your butt rubbed, Danny. Oh. Hi, Danny. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, Is that why we want her on the show? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, no, but, uh, yeah, secession, we're not worried, we're not really worried about that shit. I ain't going no motherfucking where. Um. We're on stolen land anyway. How the fuck you, (laughs) how the fuck you gonna sell some shit that ain't even yours? Some shit, some shit that ain't never been, they never belong to you. White people wild. White people are out, white people are the fuck out here, and I don't understand anymore. Um, let's see, let's see, let's see, blah, 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 blah. Uh, actually, I think I think we got through them all. Okay. Oh no, we got one more. All right, we got one more. I have I have find it because 
it's always it's always one person that has never communicated with me before ever on social media that finds that finds me and I'm glad we're expanding here. This is from T. Ray Richardson. Oh, is this Terrence? I don't know. I don't know. Y'all change y'all names too much. Y'all change y'all profile pics too much. Uh, Yo, Oz, happy holidays. Been enjoying your posts for a bit, and they've really helped with the bullshit of 2020. I don't want to get blasted for asking, but I've had a question on my mind for the the podcast forever. Uh My bad if it's already been covered. Tim Burton movies... Uh, come on, where are you at? Tim Burton movies used to be my jam, especially over the holidays. But more and more, I feel like I shouldn't watch them because of his comments about uh, not having to shoehorn us in. I know, I know you watch hella movies, so thoughts? Uh, I didn't know Tim Burton had said any shit like that. Um, it, it's weird listening to somebody complain about shoehorning that has shoehorned Johnny Depp and Helena Bottom Carter into literally every possible every project he's ever done. Thing. So I don't see where shoehorning us in should be a problem. Uh, having said that, you and your relationship with content and that is an entirely personal choice. If you want to keep watching, if you want to keep watching the classics. I don't. That shouldn't be a problem. Who doesn't like? I love. I love Nightmare Before Christmas. Right. Um, if you want to keep consuming that, you should keep consuming that. Now, going forward, if if he puts out new content and he's not including us in, and that bothers you, and you don't want to watch that, so be it. But the relationship you have with problematic people, which is a relationship that ultimately we all have with content creators on some level or another, how you how you consume their content and how you deal with them putting out new content going forward is entirely a personal choice that you shouldn't have to that you shouldn't have to feel bad about or explain to anybody if you don't want to. That's how I feel about it cuz let's be honest, Marvin Gaye used to beat women and a lot worse. <laughs> and much worse. I mean, he had a uh, he... With a statutory rape. Uh, James Brown definitely beat at least one of those wives. So let's be honest. So as long as you can be honest about the, the, the quality and the character of the person whose content you're creating, I think that's fine too. Now there are limits. I can't see anyone in good conscience still consuming R. Kelly content because... Any content you listen to from R. Kelly is contributing uh, to the culture he is creating for young women. And you're directly funding the things that he's doing. Marvin Gaye been dead for decades. Tim Burton's career has been dead for decades. Anybody watching Dark Shadows? No. And, 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 And I don't know. I don't care if he shoehorns us and shit or not. I don't need I don't need to see black people in dark shadows. There are just some things where I don't want to die on that hill. Like when everybody was like Lena Dunham doesn't include black people in things. I don't need to see a lot of niggas in girls. I don't yeah. Y'all y'all got Donald Glover. That was enough. <laughs> Donald Glover meets the minimum requirement for having black representation in anything <laughs> white related. Yeah, I, I don't have much to add to what you said. Um, it's just that if you know, if if it bothers me enough at the time, 
then yeah. But he hasn't he hasn't made anything recently that I'm <laughs> that I even <laughs> that I want to fucking watch that I want to watch anyway. So I don't, that that's not even an issue for me. I haven't taken Tim Burton seriously since like maybe what did did he do Sweeney Todd? He did Sweeney Todd. Not that's kind of when I that stopped. was probably when I checked out. Yeah. So, I like Sweeney Todd. I don't like his version of Sweeney Todd. Yeah. It was, I mean. Yeah. I, I, there, there's not really a lot to unpack there past that. I mean, yeah. like I said, don't feel bad about the content you want to consume to right. a point. Um, I still jam Chris Brown. I'm just going to say it. I still jam Chris Brown. I think I think that uh, I think that he has some good features. I think he makes some, some good music. I wish he would do better selecting content for his projects so we're not listening to 40 songs at a time yeah i I don't don't care if you're trying to beat the streams guy i don't think that um look when whenever we find out that people were problematic they were problematic when we were when we enjoyed their shit we just didn't know about it we didn't know so it's not a reflection on us and our our personal tastes and our morals um so you know for hey if sometime down the line i feel like going back to watch house of cards again i will do so without feeling guilty probably the same uh except you, i do wish kevin spacey was proud would stop doing these fucking weird yeah, stop doing that dude. christmas commercials and shit just stop just go away dude just stop that just chill that's so creepy just chill and they're, and they're creepy yeah it's like kevin spacey knows he's creepy now and he's trying to build a brand on it. Just stop. Yeah. Just stop. Yeah. I don't understand that. That's anyway. Anyway, thank you, T. Ray Richardson. Um, y'all know the vibes. Opinionswhileblack.com. Opinionswhileblack at gmail.com. Those are the ways to get in touch with us. It is time. It is time, ladies and gentlemen, for the 2020 STFU Awards. They need to shut the fuck up. Of the year. The year. Wow. We have to get one out of the way. Okay. We ask, I always ask on social media who you guys think should be up for the coveted STFU, the STFU award, aka the Donald J. Trump. Award for Excellence in Douchebaggery. And many of you voted for Donald Trump. Whose jersey was retired. Whose jersey was retired a couple years ago when we started this podcast. (laughs) So, but he has had such an outstanding year. He's had a banner year. He has been putting up numbers on the board in the bubble. So we felt we had to go ahead and give him... The 2020 STFU Lifetime Achievement Award for a lifetime of excellence in the world of Shut the Fuck Up. Shut um, up! Donald Joseph Trump has committed his entire life, uh, his entire career to being, a, to being a horrible person. Donald Trump is the embodiment of everything we hate about white people in, in, econo- in the economic circles on Wall Street, on Main Street, on the Beltway, on television. He is the embodiment of every single thing we hate about white people winning in this country. He is the face of failing upward. Mm. 
whether it is on the Beltway, whether it is in Hollywood, wherever you are, somehow when you're dumb and white and you have the right connections, you just fail upward forever. We know this because after because after he's not president anymore, we're almost certain he's going to get some Fox News time out of this. No, he's going he's probably going to start his own network. Oh shit! Because the Fo- anti own because Fox News is turning it back on him at this point too. That's true. He might start the MAGA network. MAGA network. I, w- I would not be surprised. That would not be a surprise at all. Donald Trump had cockroaches. Mick Jagger. Keith Richards and Donald Trump will, will all survive a nuclear winter. Um, he is un, he is when it comes to being a terrible person, there's nobody that excels at this worse than Donald Trump. So Donald Je- Donald Joseph Trump, come collect your uh, STFU Lifetime Achievement Award in a bigly fashion. Go fuck yourself. Shut up. Um. And now for the STFU award for ruining a perfectly good thing. Okay. The nominees are Joe Biden. (laughs) All you had to do was shut the fuck up and not be Donald Joseph Trump. Yeah. And And you consistently blew it. Being being utterly tone deaf on a number of issues, a huge range of issues. Yeah. And, and, and we voted for you anyway. It made everyone else's job a lot harder. And we still voted for you because you still weren't Donald Trump and you're still fucking up. You're you are now talking to civil rights activists like they're fucking children. Who did you tell a motherfucker to pipe down? You wouldn't. You wouldn't have done that on. I, I said this the last time, and I say it this time. You wouldn't have done that on John Lewis's watch. John Lewis would have slapped the shit out of you. As a matter of fact, I am convinced that the Force Ghost of John Lewis is gonna is gonna emerge more powerful than you can imagine, mm. and Force slapped the shit out of you. He, you know, this motherfucker had to deal with, uh, this motherfucker had to deal with some real, some real motherfuckers out here, like, uh, Lyndon B. Johnson. Yes. Anybody who tells Lyndon B. Johnson to suck a dick is all right in my book. Uh, to their face. Uh, so Joe Biden, we have, uh, next, uh, Letitia Wright. How the fuck are you making Disney money? Black Panther, one of the best-selling, one of the best-selling Marvel movies ever. You're making Disney money. You're making franchise money. They're setting you up to be the face of this franchise. And here go bum-ass you, anti-vaxxing your ass off. She definitely wins the award for don't don't fuck up the bag. Don't fuck up the bag. Retweeting YouTube's YouTube experts. Next, I, next you gonna make an appearance on Hidden Color Six. When when you're when you hit a certain tax bracket, you need to let somebody else take over your social media account. I'm telling y'all now. Just because you black doesn't mean you don't need a Jamal. Most of y'all won't care. When I hit that first million, somebody else is. Uh, I'm gonna have a ghostwriter on all my 
social media accounts that I'm not even active on now. Million? Let me let me get a quarter million. <laughs> quarter million. It's all somebody else's problem. Yeah. Whatever that independent wealth number is. Honestly, if I had fifty thousand dollars, it'd be somebody else's problem. Yeah, I'm, sure. I'm not gonna lie to you. Shit, I might, I might do it my next promotion at work. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we gonna have a whole, we gonna have, we gonna have a whole new. It's just gonna be the the nigga representing D. Randall yeah. on, on the next appearance. Yeah, I'm gonna show up, and it's gonna be a nigga actually named Jamal sitting here. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's your boy Oz, and yeah, it's Jamal. <laughs> just Jamal. Um. How you fuck up the bag, Letitia, right? Um, and B. Simone. Goodness. B. Simone was set up to rise from Instagram fame. Well, Instagram, uh, you know, notoriety? Yeah, I still... I wouldn't call it fame. I still don't really know who she is, but... To being on Wild and Out, which is, which is, which is catapulted a few people. Um, you know, people that, I mean, people that are actually funny, not like Billy Sorrells. Um, you know, your Carlos Millers and your, uh, DC Young Flies for whatever reason. Um, and you were set up to be next in line. You were going to be the next in line to get you a, some sitcom money. Maybe they were going to replace you with Jess Hilarious on Lil Rail, on the Lil Rail show or something. <laughs> That's fucked up when you the third funniest person next to Sinbad. Wow. <laughs> Sinbad was funny in the 80s. Mm, Sinbad was tolerable in the 80s. But Zuba pants were also in at the time. Yeah, that's true too. Um, And you fucked it up. And you fucked it up talking about talking about regular 9 to 5 niggas. Don't how about we how about we stop talking bad about the same class the same class of black people that put you on. Because mm. it was regular people that put you on. Yeah. And I'm not just saying this for the men. I'm saying this for everybody. The working class put you on. Mm. And the, the the thing a lot of these stars do to fuck up is they forget where the fuck they come from. The working class put you on. You need to honor that. And you could have went away. You could have just went away, let this cool off, and that'd be that. But you came back talking shit. You came back talking shit about black women. That is the that is the worst thing. You you went from doing the second worst thing you could have done to doing the first worst thing you could have done. Cause after the working class, it was black women that put you on, and you fucked that up over a over a over a rapper that doesn't give a fuck about you, who has not sniffed your pussy, all because he fucking a Dominican girl. Grow up. You fucked up. Mm. And everybody forgot about this one. Shameek Moore. Oh, that was... Was that this year? Yeah, Shameek Moore got to talking to some cash hotep shit. Again. At, during the... Right in the middle of Black Lives Matter. Don't fuck up the bag. Do not fuck... You, you got a sequel coming out. You're Spider-Man. Don't fuck up the bag. You're Spider-Man. Don't fuck up... Anybody who fucks up the Spider-Man bag is just a moron. Period. Period. Toby got, Toby, Toby got to a place where he was comfortable fucking it up. Andrew Garfield got to a place in the franchise where he was comfortable fucking it up. 
Also, he, they're white. Right. They're white. They're going to fail upward. Remember we talked about this a few minutes and ago? They're also upward. On, they're also on screen. You're a voice, sir. You could be replaced yeah, much man. more easily. Ask, ask Phil Lamar how it is out here. Ask Carrie Payton how it is out here. Be a nigga voice acting. You can get you can get pigeonholed quick. You see them niggas keep a job. Yep. Don't fuck up your bag, bro. And the and the winner for ruining a perfectly good thing is Joe Biden. Because he's still actively doing this. Shut up. We're just getting started. <laughs> and he got four more years to keep doing it. Hopefully eight. <laughs> um The SCFU award for the biggest coon of twenty twenty. Oh. Look at the coon. Out here coon the nominees. For you. <laughs> the nominees are Terry Crews. Y'all know the vibes. Mm. I, we don't have to. That needs no explanation. Yeah. Uh, Jason Whitlock needs no explanation. None. And Lil Wayne. Wow. Shut up. So, the winner for this one, and the reason being. We have to be realistic. Jason Whitlock is a card-carrying coon. Whose blood type is ham. <laughs> yeah, I didn't forget. See, earlier you said you knew that he would be a front-runner for this category. Um, <laughs> don't ever put the word run in a sentence pertaining to Jason Whitlock. <laughs> he breaks a sweat saying the word run. The only thing he's going to run to the front of is a buffet line. <laughs> All right. Had to get that out. Ooh, had boy. to get it out. Now, Still got it. Jason Whitlock is a card-carrying coon, but when we look at the, the, the acts of coonery he has committed, ultimately, in the grand scheme of things, they were not that major. It's just fun for us to dunk on him. And it's just inconsequential. Right. Like he dunks Oreos. Shut up! And it's inconsequential because we don't, we, we fortunately as a culture, we don't really let him onto our side of the fence. He really keeps all that shit over there at Fox News. Yeah. To the people that he knows he can pander to, to, to further himself in those circles. Candace Owens didn't even make it onto this list. Nah. Because, again... She's kind of inconsequential to us. We just have to shut the fuck up engaging her. Yeah, that's just her cloth. So yeah. Not even. Um, you, you know, and and once they're done with her, she's going to be gone. Like, I, I, I'd say her 15 minutes are, pre- are pretty much up. Yeah. Jason Whitlock has solidified himself over there, but he's on the low end. Lil Wayne? Lil Wayne shows... The, the thing that kept Lil Wayne... The, that kept Lil Wayne back is that Lil Wayne doesn't show up much anymore. Nah, and, and and I feel like he did this in retrospect. It seems like he did what he did to basically stay out of jail next 100%. year. One hundred percent. Yeah, he's just he's just more of an idiot than anything. Yeah, he doesn't show up much. Um, he, you know, his 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 coon moments are few and far in between, but they're memorable. Yeah, that's why the win- the winner of the STFU award for biggest coon of twenty twenty, ladies and gentlemen, is Terry Crews. <laughs> I've never seen such a rise to coonery Man. as Terry Crews. And his coonery like hit like levels 
<laughs> he was a laid back nigga that we just let make it because he was making the white people money. Man. And when you're making the white the white the white man bag and and you're not bothering us, we let you cook. The Daffy Duck tap dancing award, like you he, just you just oh you were just over there chilling and I don't know what happened to where you just needed to needle yourself into politics. Well, the wild part is when he got called out on his shit, he just kept getting wronger and wronger <laughs> and doubled down. Strong and wrong. And he could have just went away, but he just he just kept upping the ante. Until he was just railing on women at Magic City for some reason and then and then kind of jumped the shark. But I just never seen a meteoric rise to the sunken place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where I I assume he's the head of the homeowners association now. Shut um, up <laughs> So yeah, Terry Crews, come down and get your get your coon award for twenty twenty and yeah, fuck man. you. You go tap dance down and out. Shut up! And of course, the Donald Joseph Trump Award for Excellence in Douchebaggery. The. We have Joe Biden. Okay. Um, technically, he was part of the party when they got when they got it last year. <laughs> Terry Crews. Mm-hmm. Boozy badass. Oh, and Tory Lanes. These are all people that need wow. no introduction. Boozy Badass had quite a year for cooterine before he did, and a lot of it I attribute to him having these maskless events. I mean, massive maskless events where he was telling where he was telling Angela Yee to come and pull her titties out. I don't want to see Angela Yee's titties. Don't actually. want to. Um. But, but, not quite. You might not look away. I, no, I wouldn't look away. All right. I, I, I wouldn't look away. I wouldn't turn it down. I'm not, I'm not jumping for joy to look at it. <laughs> um, the winner here, to me, by a long shot, the winner of the Donald Joseph Trump Award for Excellence in Douchebaggery in 2020 is Tory Lanez. Wow. Tory Lanez, come on down. You ignorant, woman-hating motherfucker. I, again, a meteoric rise. A meteoric rise and fall. This man had it all set up. When the pandemic started, he was getting a lot of traffic for quarantine radio. So he was already out doing what Boozy was trying to do. And what got him kicked off of Instagram, ultimately. So he was he was he was on a he was on an upswing that I suspect was gonna was gonna make a real difference in promoting his album. Yeah, he was on an upswing. People knew who he was. Chicks Tape Five was kind of jamming, and then here goes motherfucking you. You shot a woman in both of her feet. You shot, not only did you shoot a woman, you shot Megan the Stallion. You can't yeah. shoot Megan the Stallion. Megan the Stallion was on a, was definitely on twice, three times the upswing that you were. And not only that, you shot her during the WAP era. Then lied about it. Then made an album about it. And then made an album <laughs> about it. Still lying about it. 
And now recently, he has been on, on social media calling her, calling her a transgender. Now, <clears throat> I don't know about you. I have looked at Megan Thee Stallion very carefully. I look at this, I look at Megan Thee Stallion very carefully, very often, very thoroughly, all the time. I would say that I'm very familiar. I'm with pretty her. sure I know her birthmarks at this point. Yes, that is a woman. That is also neither here nor there. I don't see any of the telltale signs that would lead me to believe <clears throat> that Megan the Stallion was not born identifying as female with born female parts. I'm not sure if I'm saying that in a yeah, cisgender born female. Cisgender born female, thank you. Um, So right there, you and Cameron are wrong. First of all, if Cameron agrees with you, you are wrong. Let's just go ahead and get, let's start there. Yeah. If you're repeating something, something Cameron said, just know that that's not the right thing. Cameron has never been, nobody who broke, who acted, who willingly broke up with Juju should be the the go-to sage wisdom about anything ever. Mm. Have you seen Juju? Not recently. Girl looked like that talking about it wasn't fun no more. It ain't gonna get funner than that, Cam. Not for you. Cameron got to be pushing 50. I'm just, Cam got to be pushing 50. It ain't gonna get much funner. You wasn't really a motherfucking prize then. And pushing 50, you probably ain't no damn prize now. If you wasn't getting better pussy than that during uh, Live in London, it ain't going to get better than that for you. So right there, Tory Lanez is taking bad information from bad people to take information from. So... Right there, he's an idiot. Two, we know you can't fight. Tory Lanez talks the most cash shit to a woman from Mo City for a nigga who can't fight, who is under 5'5". Five five. Who had a fight with two people that did not know that they were fighting him. Had a fight with two other niggas fighting where he didn't get a hit off. <laughs> are you fucking, are you out of your fucking mind? Megan Thee Stallion on GP, had she not been shot in the foot, should have whooped your ass then. Probably has. I imagine. I imagine there's been a very quiet meeting of the minds there. It's too many pipe-hitting niggas in most City. Willow Ridge's finest. It's too many pipe-hitting niggas in most City for that nigga to not cause some problems yet. He can't ever come back here. Nah. If he's ever been here on tour, he cannot come back. Nah. Jay Prince has made sure of that. Um, uh, Carl Crawford has made sure of that. People who are... Bun B made sure of that. Bun B. 
That means he got all the Port Arthur on your ass. But, oh, God, Port Arthur. I don't want any problems with Port Arthur. <laughs> I've been living here all my life. Fuck the bullshit. Uh, Tory Lanez, you're a disgrace. You're a disgrace to Canada. That means Drake owes you an ass whooping. This man's been putting Toronto on his back for years. And he is he has gained a lot of good faith for Canada that he did not that we did not have for that for that region pre- previously. And here goes bum ass you. Faking like you faking like you Jamaican. We all know you're not Jamaican. Drake does it too, but the shit jams. So we don't mind. Also, Randall probably doesn't care. He doesn't really listen to a lot of Drake. Shit. I don't fuck with Drake. <laughs> I'm a Drake defender. Okay, okay, just I'm making a Drake sure. Defender. I just, you know. Just making sure. I just don't say it in certain circles because, you Fair know, enough. I got a reputation to uphold. Well, I mean, you know. I understand. I understand. You try not to. You you really don't want that 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 issue in the blogs. Yeah. Member of the legendary Chaotix is a Drake stand. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Uh, I say that with all the plaques behind me. Here. Yeah. You know, it's true. Um. So can we expect? You know what? On side note, can we expect? Can we expect some comeback project in twenty twenty one? I just want to get the exclusive here, just in case there's some shit that I don't know about. I'm gonna do something. Okay. That's that's that's, that's as far as I'll. You hear that, Craig Lindsay? God damn it, Craig. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm gonna have to say, Tory Lanes, you are a fucking disgrace. You're a disgrace, and not only, and you've become the face of violence against women now. You're the 2020 face. Think about that. You're the 2020 face of violence against women. Wow. That's you. Yeah. I I was watching, you know, all MTV plays is ridiculous, uh, is ridiculousness now. <laughs> and they had an episode where Tory Lanez came on and it was literally dated as a year ago from about now. Damn. Life comes at you fast. Fast. That nigga thought he was on top of the world, boy. Life comes at you fast. And life go, and let me tell you something. You shot a black woman in the, in the foot. Life about to keep coming at you fast. You better get all them disc records off while you can. Yep. Shine your head for a nickel and shut the fuck up. There's a lot of on-site going to be happening. There is a lot of on-site. Shout out to Marcus F. and Prime. Shut up! Who, if you have not seen that Power Rangers video, this nigga will break down the definition of on-site for you. (laughs) Have you seen that video? I'll show you after. I'll show you off air. Um, D. Randall, have we done a podcast? We have done... The biggest podcast we've ever done. This big, God damn, I know. It. I don't even <laughs> want to look at that timer. Um, y'all, thank you for a wonderful year. Thank you for. Oh, somebody did ask what the what what my biggest uh, my biggest opinions while black moment was of twenty twenty. Didn't we have the return of Craig Lindsay? Not to our podcast. The second Craig Lindsay appearance wasn't that twenty twenty. I don't. I don't think no. so. No. Okay. I don't. I don't think. Yeah. I don't think we've had. I don't think we've had an actual guest this calendar year. Okay. All right. It's it's been that kind of year. Like, yeah, it's been that I, kind I of year. I don't remember. I feel like we had the return of Craig Lindsay. Early in the year, maybe. I don't know. And I, I, because I, I want to say it's a big moment for us because 
a lot of people checked in with us and asked if Craig Lindsay was okay. Yeah. And a lot of people were, I mean, they were entertained because Craig Lindsay is an entertaining nigga, but they were also genuinely concerned about his well-being and about his, his mind state and, yeah. and kind of being in between homes at the time and all that shit. And, um, it, I'm I'm the proponent of humans ain't shit, so that was really a big thing to me. It was like, damn, well maybe we're not all trash. Yeah. And you know, but he did return to podcasting this year. Hey so I'm I'm happy to see that. Everything is canceled is back. Yep. Um, salute to him. Uh hopefully hopefully when all this subsides, uh you will definitely be at the top of our list to be back. Oh yeah. Um so Team Oz Opinions While Black Family, thank you so much for a year of laughs and love. We want 2021 to be even bigger. Uh, we're growing every month. Yes. We're building a family. We're building a community. I don't, I don't consider it a fandom or a listenership. I consider it to be a community. Hmm. Um, I genuinely do. And I want that community to be as big as we can make it. Um, not just in Texas. Not just in America. But you know that's a that's a slow that's a progression, and that takes savvy, involved, engaged audiences like yourself. Mm-hmm. So please don't keep opinions while black a secret. Don't, because we're gonna be here. We're gonna be here. You know, and I'm so inspired by people. You know, I like the other day. I don't know if I mentioned that the 85 South show was cele- mm-hmm. was celebrating like I think seven years or something. Damn. Uh, Carlos Miller been getting it in. Uh, shout out to him. Still don't understand DC Young Fly. Mm, don't. Um, but thank you so much for being here. Um, uh, church announcements, anything to say, D. Randall? Uh, happy birthday to Jess. Today is her birthday. Hey! Happy birthday. Um, I was a big fan. You know, I don't, I don't know the state of, of Curly Nerd at this point, but I was I was a fan. Yeah. Um, I definitely appreciate all you do over on the East Coast. Um, bright, intelligent, bright, intelligent woman. Uh, keep doing what you're doing. Yep, yep. Very simple. Uh, and here's to here's to many more. Do this quick shot in your honor. Mm. Oh, that was all liquor. Yeah, I'm drinking this. Uh, that was all liquor. Lemon, ginger, turmeric, water. I honor. fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> There was a lot of movement in that cup over there, too. Uh, oh, Jesus. We will be back next week with more foolishness and fuckery. As a matter of fact, I said it was going to be December, January. Maybe next week. Maybe. I think Oz is going to uh, produce an episode. Let's go. Oz is going to engineer on site. He's going to engineer an episode. Let's go. I'm chilling. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> I can chill. I don't know if it's going to be next week, but it will be January. It'll be next week. It'll be next week. (laughs) We will be back with more foolishness and fuckery. Until then, this has been episode 120. Yes, sir. Of Opinions While Black. I have been Oz. I'm D. Randall. As always, forever imparting titties.